When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Vince McMahon pays you a couple million dollars in hush money, that's a monster pop. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Destruction PhD, accompanied as always by the disciple of the game, D Straight. I have been at the temple, and by temple I mean the Walgreens down the street out front begging for a monster energy drink from passersby, people going in the store. Any success? Ma'am, could could you buy me a mo- Hi ma'am, could you buy me... Oh, God bless you ma'am. Sir, could you buy me a monster energy drink? Oh, it's an energy drink, sir? Uh, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, nothing, sir. God bless you, sir. <laughs> Any success on that front? Has anyone actually given you the monster energy drink that you've been begging for? No, bro. I had to come. <laughs> I had to come home and make an espresso. Do you believe that? Wow. <laughs> for shame. Is there is there no is compassion dead in this world? And of, clearly, it is <laughs> in front of the Walgreens trash can. <laughs> and of course, we have the future president of a neighborhood association near you, Reclaim Joey. <laughs> what up? How's it going? Yeah, you know, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm feeling pretty good this week. I am too. I uh, I got a I got a care package from my mom. You know how those go. And I opened it up, and it was packed tight. And I was like, man, I wonder why it's packed so tight. Oh, and I opened it up, tight. and there was like these little, there was like these little fucking like squares of padding that were all over the fucking package, like a ton of them. And I was like, that's crazy. Like I've never <laughs> seen like like pink padding before. <laughs> and uh like i've never seen pink padding before at the post office Cute. that's super weird it would i thought that's they'd be white or gray. Yeah. yeah and so i so i was like picked one up and i was like the fucking like little packaging is like really thin and i ripped it open and realized they were fucking pads <laughs> what kind they're, of pads they're, like you, maxi you know pads the Vonti <laughs> or something like that i don't remember what they were called but like uh, i was size? like oh i don't know dude i didn't look that hard i just fucking started dumping them out and now there's a huge pile in my kitchen and just fucking pads like why do i have these i'm imagining when you're dumping it out it goes on for like an extended period of time and you just have a shocked like a frozen shocked look on your face as they continue <laughs> to pile out of the package i took a picture i'm just I'm, i'll send it i'll I'll put it in our uh, brand new Discord for y'all to see. Fucking Send your mom a message and be like, oh my god, mom, like... Why have you done Am- this? Amber <laughs> thanks you so much. Like, she had a real gusher this morning. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm we needed like, every single one of these. I'm going to say, thanks a lot, mom. Amber thought I was cheating on her with somebody with a heavy flow, and we're <laughs> broken up now. She didn't believe that you would do something so weird. <laughs> No, my mom, my mom packed them in the package. She, she used them for padding. Would, would your mom, mom would your mom just be like, "Well, you you were too young to have a girlfriend, anyways." I don't know if anyone <laughs> would say that. I had my like uh, my very first girlfriend was straight up kindergarten, and like Whoa. you don't know, yeah, you don't know anything about like you know having a relationship, obviously, or anything. Now you were both so in like, kindergarten, just what? to clarify, or were yeah, we were both yeah, we were both no, we were both we were both in kindergarten, <laughs> and I had like a crush on her. And uh, I got, I, I stole a ring, like a shitty little toy ring that they had at uh, like at 7-Eleven and I stole one and then I gave it to her to see if she would be my girlfriend and she said yes and then like, you know, that was it and we didn't talk and then the summer happened and then, uh, you know, first grade started and literally the first day of first grade, she fucking, I saw her across the, the playground and she comes stomping over to me and she fucking puts the ring in my hand real hard and she goes, here! We're breaking up. And uh wow. yeah, that was it. That was my Damn, first relationship. Bro, Divorce at <laughs> the age of six. Damn. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. That happened. 
that explains so much in hindsight. Does it? Like, your heart was broken at such a young age. Like it wasn't broken. I didn't even care. I it, then dude, I didn't okay. even. You it's could, okay. You could dude, put on a strong okay. face, but we know. I swear. It's, it's okay, man. You doing okay? I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she was hoping you'd call all summer, bro, and you just fucking laid out. <laughs> I, I had no. I, I didn't know what to do. I did like. Are you supposed to talk to your girlfriend? <laughs> like. These are questions that you're still wrestling with to this day, right? <laughs> Definitely not. I probably talk too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, this is this has been like a wild week, uh, or, like weekend too. Like just as far as like things happening in the world. Like I mean, obviously we've got a lot to talk about wrestling wise, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, what happened in Japan. Yes. So the former prime minister was assassinated by this guy with like a homemade shotgun, and like yeah, man. I've only oh my seen God. I've only seen people like just make fun of it, just like the it's just a never ending stream of memes about like this assassination, and I just never would have expected that to happen. But the highlight of all of this is that a French politician accused Hideo Kojima of being the killer. What <laughs> he posted? What? He he was like, oh, you know, it was like the the left that like intolerant left that killed this guy, and he posted a picture of the killer, uh, the person he was saying was the killer, and it was Hideo Kojima. What? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so like Hideo Kojima was like trending because he was accused of assassinating what? <laughs> the former That's prime minister of Japan. So weird, insane. That is fucking crazy. Like that is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, for, oh, when, you, when you said that when you said the H sound, I thought you were gonna say he was he was saying that Hulk Hogan killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? You know, just the, you know, he <laughs> gave him a fake check at the uh, Hulk Hogan beach shop, so he <laughs> took matters into his own hands. We all know it was Satoshi Kojima who assassinated him. <laughs> but, look, I don't want to like steal some content from like Cornette or anything, but have you guys heard about that beach shop? That's insane. He has the most insane stories on uh, on his podcast about the fucking uh, Hulk Hogan beat shop. Yeah, I saw like, a, there was that story yeah. on Reddit so about it, he, too. He, he has a guy, a MAGA guy, named Ron Howard that runs the store, and he's like full-blown conspiracy theorist, like guy, and he he's always hassling the customers to the point where like if somebody told him that like... Or like they 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 leave a bad review. He goes back and looks up like their transaction, and will like send them like an email telling him that they're banned, and then they know he knows where they live and all sorts of shit. Crazy stuff. Holy shit! A guy named Ron Howard. <laughs> well, you know it's funny that you mentioned Cornet because there's, it's going to come up again later in the show. But you know, I'm not going to bear. Oh yeah, me. yeah. Oh oh shit! Um, no, I'm going to say not, it. You got no no. We'll, we'll okay. save it for we'll save it for the part. Oh uh, shit! But uh. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, should we just get into, like, this wrestling bit, right? Yeah, let's do it. So, obviously, you know, the big story is uh, Vince McMahon. You know, the uh, unfortunate thing sometimes is, you know, Davey works hard to edit these episodes and whatnot, and sometimes the release, uh, sometimes certain things happen that uh, didn't that weren't to our knowledge when we recorded, such as when he asked if there was any updates on Vince McMahon. And, oh boy, there is now. Oh, yeah, was this, like, <laughs> literally the next day or something? Yeah, I think literally yeah. the well, it was two days the later, same but day? it was, like, the day, uh, either the day we uh, uploaded it or, like, the day after uh, before. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, turns out there is now, you know, we, we already had the one story about, like, the three million hush money NDA settlement with someone. And now that is up to 12 million with multiple people. Uh, four women, 
One is a former wrestler who left the company in 2005 when he didn't renew her contract uh, after she resisted uh, further sexual encounters after he coerced oral sex from her. Let's, uh, I, I'm excited to hear, like, well, I, it's, it's a weird thing to say to, as I'm excited <laughs> to hear, but, like, I, I purposely didn't read the entire article because I wanted to hear, like, uh, I knew you would have the whole rundown, and I, I would, I'm going to hear a lot of this stuff for the first time, so I wanted, like, my legit reaction I know he so he gave out twelve million dollars amongst yep. how many people? Four. Okay, some of these women he paid substantially more. Yes, like like half of that, like more than half of that was to one person. Yes, right. Which is like, what could that like? What happened with that person that you know that was different than the others? If the others were consensual and he only paid them like X amount, what the fuck happened with these other people? Especially yeah. the the person that was paid. <laughs> well, it could just over be it could be like more leverage too, right? You know, the fact that it was yeah. like an ex wrestler. Uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation on who like some of these people are. Yeah, um, I do want to know the like situation behind it. Like, were they sure. was was some of a wrestler? Like, what were they? Was some yeah, this this was, one? As what I if, said, the seven point five was an okay. ex wrestler. Oh, uh, there was one million to a former manager in a two thousand six agreement. Um, oh my god. She was told to keep quiet about the sexual relationship. Another former contractor received an, another million. Vince uh, sent the uh, woman unsolicited new f- nude photos and allegedly, and, ha- and allegedly sexually harassed her on the job. Apparently, she also oh I think they settled because she had like sent out those nude photos. She had leaked them. Uh, so like obviously you know there's kind of a she you know, did leak them. Apparently, yeah. Wait, what? That was what I heard, yeah. <laughs> no ways, no way those aren't out there still. You would think, right? Like, no but way they were able to scrub that. I don't I don't know if she like leaked it on like, you know, like 4chan or like some type of public forum or if she just like Maybe to some other people in the company. Yeah. That means literally nobody's looking up nudes of Vince McMahon, so nobody found it. Like, <laughs> if you David, go ahead and Google it right now, see what you see. Just tell us. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> What's it look like? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but and then the other one, um, there was another one that's like tied to, to Laurenitis again. Back when he was head of talent relations in like 2012, that I guess there was another wrestler that he had an affair with. That uh, when she broke it off, she was demoted to NXT again. Probably plenty of room for speculation there. And I think like that's oh kind of oh my god, something that's it's like, so worth... obvious. Some of these. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the thing is too, like what kind of sucks is like. You know, and I'm not saying that we should, like, you know, discuss, like, oh, who are these people specifically? Yeah, but, like, the that... fact that is, like, and this is just the people that we know he paid money to. There's probably plenty that he, you know, did stuff with. And, and like, this, this was a, this was in the span of how many years? 2005 to, like, roughly 2012, plus the new oh the my... one that the one that was, like, in, the, in 2020. And, and we also have a little bit more updates on that. Apparently, she didn't even apply for the job where she got that big raise. They just uh-huh. gave it to her, which, again, like, raises some pretty big questions. You know, because that's company money, not that, that's not his money, uh, right? But, you know, like as I said, like with some of the stuff, I mean, Mickey James made a joke about, like, you know, well, I guess that's why I didn't get the raise because, like, people are naturally going to suspect, like, huh, like, you know, I wonder if like every woman in this company that's ever been pushed was because they, you know, WWE hasn't even had that many managers, and if they're women. Uh, there's like there's like one like one or maybe two women managers. Well, the agreement was in, the agreement was in 2006. So it might, and, and I know the one from 2005. Even then, she didn't yeah. get that settlement until like I, I can't remember what date, but it was much later. She didn't get it in 2005. She got it in like uh, 
13 or something like that or 18 I, 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 she got it really late that settlement so she must mm-hmm. have like decided that like oh hey like i could probably like extort this a bit impact um, isn't paying me enough i need to get some <laughs> <laughs> um what's vince mcmahon's mistress doing in the impact zone <laughs> i mean this is this I, I, crazy. by the way the, the speculation there is is christy hemi and it sounds like based on the the pattern that she was uh sent to ovw and then released one week later it's like consistent with uh like getting sent to nxt and then released right and then when she was released she issued a statement that fucking you want me to read the statement that she put out when she was released back then sure. yeah let's hear it she said um i'm a strong woman that lives by my morals and if you ask me to do something that's not within my morals i will say no so once I put that, you know, line down, that's when I got the axe. It was one specific incident, so I'm going to leave it at that because oh, I don't geez. need to go into details. Holy shit. It was not a wrestling-related risque thing. I did Playboy. It's just behind the scenes. Oh, my God. Like politics, politics. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't just, she hadn't been paid off. I'm surprised she didn't just fuck come out and say it, but yeah, maybe she was uh, I think, afraid well, of lawsuit. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, was, it's not just that, but like, you know, I was listening to like Meltzer talk about this too, but like a lot of them were probably like, well, like I might work with this company again, um, or I might need that paycheck again. So like they have to be kind of diplomatic. They can't just, you know, and, and well, now when it's it, the only game in town, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially then it was pretty much the only game in town. So I mean, and, and she, she went on to be like, she did like creative and stuff at impact during like its best time too. So apparently she was pretty good at it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- this is stuff's pretty bad. Um, there like, you know, there's a lot of other stories that have like happened over the years. I mean, obviously there was the story with like Vince and that ref that, you know, was sort of just kind of, you know, buried cause it was, you know, just the co- state of corporate culture more generally in the eighties was, what it is and you, I mean, there was that story about like the tanning bed i don't remember the details of that but like you know the the nude photos especially like that's pretty consistent with like vince just having like you know being kind of what a sexual tan- predator i i can't remember i think he might have been like he might have like yeah he was like naked or something and like yeah he was like he was like showing his dick and stuff to some uh to a woman at a at a at the tan- at a tanning bed like where he was tanning like he was he had it in his hand and was showing it. I see. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't know like, how I, I mean, I, we can we can look <laughs> it up and read the. Like, Come on in. Nah. Guys, all the time. Yeah. The, the only thing, the only thing really defensible uh, in this situation is that he cheated on Linda McMahon. Um, that's really the only <laughs> only silver lining here is that presumably she might have been upset, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. now, but there's, but I mean, we're, now we're not like in the territory of like. Oh, it was consensual and stuff like that, you know, whatever. And he's fucking doing his little strut out to SmackDown and getting bowed to and stuff. Now, like, these are allegations of actual assault and, like, there's a paper trail here. Like, this shit's really happening. At the very least, like, it's pretty heavy sexual harassment. Yeah. Well, and in general, too, I mean, like, consent is always a little suspect when he's your boss. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can say, like, ugh. I got to yeah. do this to fucking put food on the table. Yeah. Start getting into those ethics. And that too, yeah. Vince McMahon doesn't have any. Now, if Boris Johnson had done any of this, what would have happened? Uh, well, I presume he would have... Uh, <laughs> I mean, they probably they would have just publicly executed him. I mean, <laughs> his scandals were like nothing compared to this. It's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. And then like, so, so what happens to the company? Like, does he get fucking... 
removed or is there is he literally untouchable i don't know i mean the the we did, there was a guy who did resign from the board i can't remember his name uh he did it like the day before this story came out and like they claimed had nothing to do with this i mean bullshit right like that's it's pretty obvious yeah. that he knew what was coming um and just wanted to clean his you know name of it but yeah i don't know i mean it's you know they before maintained that he was uh important to the company's success him at top was important for that purpose so i mean do they like change their mind uh there was that netflix documentary that was going to be put out for vince mcmahon supposedly that's been canceled there's like stories um back in the day that people swear by like about like Shawn Michaels, you know, he was too small and him going to Vince McMahon and uh, Vince like, you know, in a has a power thing. At least that's what people say is a power thing. He's like, oh, it's not a gay thing. It's a power thing that he made like Shawn Michaels suck his dick and he would give him the push that he was asking for. He's like, what do I got to do? You know, because he's so much smaller and everything. And then like, that's the fucking that's the word like that. That's what people people believe that till to their grave. And was he doing was he like abusing his like in position like just with everyone, men and women? Are there yeah, men? You know, in I, this I too? haven't you know, I haven't seen a lot of people like talk about like the men angle, but you're right. You know, it could be that you know there, there's some stuff there, too, that it's possible. And like that's like what really sucks, too, is like this. There's like victims that weren't even necessarily you know part of this right because now their achievements within the company are sort of suspect because it's like oh yeah like i mean and especially like on the women's side where it's like well hey this was like you know all those diva search women like i wonder what was going on behind the scenes wasn't there there wasn't there one diva diva search woman wasn't there a diva search woman who said that there was something going on like a like and they fired her I mean, Christy Hemi was Odiva's. No, not her, too, not but... her, not her. There was another one, and then she never made it. But oh my god, what was her name? And like Randy Orton did something to her too. Like uh, <sighs> I don't apparently remember. sexually harassed her. Oh, I do have that tanning bed thing. So that was apparently he was at a tanning salon, and the employee accused him of groping her and trying to kiss her, uh, and filed a police report. Oh shit! And that was in 2018. How can you even argue with that? Like she filed a police report like right then and there. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. Like, what, uh, is she, what would she have to gain from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that so much. Uh, Saturday That's... afternoon, so that was in 2006. This article's from 2018, but, uh, yeah, like, so he was later identified as Vince McMahon. Um, how's this? They had, yeah, I don't know. Just... How's this motherfucker keep getting away with it, dude? And how are people still fucking supporting that company? We ask that all the time. Listen, we know about, we know about this 12 million, but that's not to say there's not more. Yeah. Who's to say that Sean Stasiak uh, didn't get fired because of something like this? Well, I'm sure he didn't, but... Stasiak, <laughs> I see you <laughs> in my office. I mean, I mean, just knowing just knowing about, like, Stasiak and, like, his bad attitude, like, yeah. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. That's the real reason Ultimate Warrior left. I, I guess I shouldn't be kidding about this. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Warrior left. Quit fucking me, Vince! <laughs> Okay, that's fucked up. You try to cut that out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not. I'll find I will find some use for that if I don't just leave it in. You have to. You have to use it for something. It's it sucks because it's like on one hand we need to treat this story with seriousness. Yeah, but on absolutely. The other hand, we all know this guy's a piece of shit. We've and known it. Th- things just keep coming out to support that he's a piece of shit. 
And then it's hard not to make jokes about Ultimate Warrior and Sean Stasiak. <laughs> That's true. But all these things can be true. And the Warriors, they see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's fucked up but that sucks well what are you gonna say (laughs) yeah this is i mean like where there's in this case where there's smoke there's fire these are obviously to me these are there's also fire here too (laughs) okay like well i mean like he's like uh there's fire and smoke for there's fire yeah there's like well i mean like there's a burning fucking building in connecticut what i mean i what i mean by this when there's this like there's more that we just don't know or that has no paper trail that they that might not come up in a paper in in a in a you know in an investigation wouldn't be surprised if more women come out you know what i mean and especially if they didn't sign ndas i also saw some people were saying like um, that other uh, law firms are have announced that they're taking on the investigation as well. What's up with that? And, they, and I saw a lot of people like on Reddit saying like, "Oh, these are just corporate ambulance chasers and things like that." And it's like, are like even if they are, what? How does that discredit like their investigation? Are they going to investigate? Are they looking well, for they a class action something. lawsuit? Yeah. Are people like like uh, trying to minimize it by saying that they're corporate ambulance chasers because they're because these are the certain people that were saying that are you know you know WWE dick suckers or whatever. You know, if they're if they're going to conduct investigations, it's that if they find something, then they can client up and go after him some more. So that's true. <laughs> but if they find something, they find something, right? And they right. I'm not saying they won't take a frivolous lawsuit to court and hope for a settlement, but I don't know. I mean, speaking of people that are belittling this whole thing, did you read Jericho's comments? Uh, no, about no, no. Oh, yeah. He was like, well, you know, you're not surprised, but like he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, technically, he didn't do anything illegal. While it might be morally wrong to cheat on his wife, like he had an affair and he paid the women and they took Was this money. before this this latest fucking stuff? The article I read was published on the 11th, which would have been after yeah. this stuff. But I, maybe he just wasn't abreast of the situation. But the one thing he did say, regardless, was it's not like it's a Harvey Weinstein thing where he's keeping people from like having jobs or whatever but he is uh, if they don't but that's exactly that's what, exactly what he's doing the two fou- i can't believe he would uh, i can't believe he would suspect that vince wouldn't do that well especially like or he just I mean, maybe he just doesn't care i don't know i mean jericho's such a weird nah, I mean, beast like he's a, he's a piece of shit yeah it's like there's oh, things I, don't that he does. I love him i love him hands, i love i love his character i love his work as a wrestler yeah. but i mean he's a piece of shit I don't know. He said a lot of stuff in that interview. I saw like an interview where he did uh, with a with this with a British um, podcast, okay. uh, and the clip that I saw was like he was he talked about the Brock Lesnar fight, and he fucking just straight up flat out said that like Brock Lesnar was yelling at him and saying like stuff that he'd be canceled for, like a bunch of homophobic stuff, like like talking mm-hmm. shit to him and stuff like that, calling Jericho <clears> that stuff, and like he Perry was very candid in this interview, and like I was just like I don't know like when. If he if he made those comments, like even Jericho being who he I mean, is, he, Jer- listen, I don't dude, see Jericho's him. trying to get some of his fucking like uncancel points or whatever. By yeah, straight up, like he attacked him so, because he called him that. He's like, he's not standing up for you know the LGBTQ community when he goes after right. Brock Lesnar for calling him true. Like, whatever. I, I just stand up for himself. I agree, but I'm just saying. Like, I, ain't no. I don't. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see him like that like that article might have come out then but it could have been something that they had planned for release you know it was recorded and were planned yeah, yeah, yeah. planned for release at another day or, and like, or he just didn't keep up with the events, yeah right? one of the yeah I just don't like even Chris Jericho I don't see him being like that stupid you know yeah like because like he looks really bad 
by association with that like well like, especially because like what we knew from like the the uh wall street journal reporting on like that the has, has anybody wrestler, said anything about that like have, has anybody caught tried to call him out on that like has he said anything um like they know. say well this was before i knew what was what happened i just can't believe it so it was on a podcast i don't know when it was recorded but it was released um uh yesterday it I might think, it might be that it might be the before. same podcast we're talking about and it was probably just recorded a, like a while ago yeah, but I mean, just for him to say, oh, you know, he, it's not like he holds people from having a job back if he doesn't get like, you know, yeah, that's true. And in favors, like he he does he does that without sex. Yeah, I was gonna say we have a timeline of events that. Well, that's the thing too. I like Jericho's kind of like suggested, and like a few other like XWV guys have sort of said like, well, Vince would never like intentionally embarrass like someone, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, he absolutely does. I mean, he has that, like, and, like, Vince has, like, kind of always been known to have that weird, like, cult of personality thing going for him, where, like, everyone just sort of, like, they're like, well, you know, he was such a nice guy to me, or whatever, and, like, there's, like, all that mm-hmm. stuff where they sort of, it's hard to disentangle, like, their boss, right. like, the entity from the person they're having, like, a personal interaction with. Yeah, like, good guy backed hard. Yeah, like, he's both the good cop and the bad cop, but, like, you don't see the bad cop. Well, this is crazy. We've been saying it for a while. Fuck. Vince McMahon, fuck his fucking shitty company. Nothing's changed. Fuck him. Well, and, as, and you know, like, especially with, like, the stuff with Laurinaitis, I mean, like, he, like, took that step down and, like, t- like after that one affair, right? But then you, they put him back up in power. And it, the thing is, too, mm-hmm. is, like, it raises questions not just about, like, you know, Vince, but, like, that entire corporate culture, right? Yeah, I mean, and like, he's, you, he's you're telling me, his... like, Stephanie, who's, you know, his, like, interim replacement, didn't know about any of that stuff. Right. I mean, they're lagging behind on all that shit. They are. Wrestling is kind of a primitive business. It really, like, whole fucking structure. I, I wouldn't say it's, like, the last holdout of this stuff, but it definitely is adapted much slower to the times than, like, almost every other industry. He's just, like, putting all his fucking, like, buddies that he knows, well, kayfabe for him and stuff, yeah. like, in power. Like, not even people who are good for the job. Well, uh, speaking of behind the times, we have Buff Bagwell. So, oh man, what a funny <laughs> fucking story. Yeah, so for a few months now, Buff Bagwell has been like kind of a popular wrestling figure on Twitter because he's been kind of just like, well, I mean, I guess for the lack of a better term, he's been pretty woke. He's been pretty wholesome. He's been, you know, putting his name and like supporting certain things. He's been making fun of Kane on his various uh, like political escapades. <laughs> but it turns out this is not the real Buff Bagwell. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe people fell for this. He was pretty hated right up until, like, like I guess it was late last year. All of a sudden, his tweets were funny and interesting and, like was he said, he hated, woke. Was, was he on Twitter before? Yeah, and people didn't want he Like, he was an idiot. Well, he's been known to be an idiot, like, since he you know, was wrestling in, like, the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, yeah, and, like, you know, there, have you ever seen that fucking hilarious? I, I knew I knew something was up because, like... Everybody was loving him, and people were like, oh, we love the new Buff Bagwell, and all that kind of stuff. People were, like, gushing about him on Reddit and everything. And um, I was like, this this can't be right. I remember seeing a video of, like, him talking about, like, uh, he was trying to say that, like, Comrade Thompson was a crook or something like that. And he told the story, and he sounded like such a fucking clown. It was pretty funny. And I was like, there's just no way that this is this is him, right? And uh People were even asking him, and he fully the, like the the account would fully say, "No, this is me. This is me." Yeah, it turns out that like um, I I don't know if it was him 
that fucked the people over or the person that was running his social media and stuff fucked people over. But somebody fucked people over with like some t-shirts and they didn't, you know, they sent money to him and all sorts of stuff and then they couldn't get refunded and like it was real bad. Imagine sending money to Buff Bagwell for a <laughs> box of t-shirts. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> can't imagine it, that reality. So there was a bunch of shit and then it got so much it got so bad that like the person that was running the account fucking broke down and was like, It's not him, it's me. That kind of thing. Insane shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I think, you know, it's sort of I think people just wanna believe that people can be like, you know, have these like epiphanies late in life and sort of redeem themselves. I think that's why they wanted to believe it, but or they just like, didn't know the history. I don't know. But you're I mean, just, you're right. Like it was yeah. it should have been kinda obvious. It's so easy to just like I guess like it's really easy to just fucking fool people on on uh on social media and stuff like that. You're hiding behind this fucking account and I see people all the time like steal, you know, quotes from, you know, daily inspirational quotes and put them on their Twitter just to get like a fuck ton of likes and <laughs> shit like that. Just some fake shit. Like you could be so fake on Twitter. Like it's when unreal. When he showed up to spring break, he was playing up his Twitter persona. Yeah, he ex- had like the pride hat yeah. on. Oh yeah. You know this was I mean? a full this was a full fucking work. I mean, I'm not saying that we're not saying that he isn't he isn't like woke a, a born again social justice warrior. Yeah, we're not saying that he, he I don't think isn't. he isn't. <laughs> we're not saying that he isn't, but like, you know, it was just somebody running his Twitter account that knew how to fucking manipulate social media. That's really all it was. And yeah, I, like I said, I see people all the time. Well, he You'll made see a pe- statement about how, like, you know, not everything said was, like, representative of him. And then he, like, made the statement about, like, the LGBTQ uh, community. And it was just yeah. the most bizarre thing ever. He's like, well, you know, I had to think about that. But, you know, I kind of, you know, I the way I see it, you know, you can, like, you know, do what makes you happy, I guess. Like, you know, with people, and it was, like, such a generic statement that was also, like, kind of, like, if you thought about it, it's like, well, like, if you're also if being bigoted against that community makes you happy, he's also endorsing you. Um, so it was just like this nothing statement. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think any of those views were like necessarily representative of him. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, especially if it wasn't him period, but he's like, like I just, I fucking hate that shit, man. I hate how like, and then people fall for it so easy. Like you oh, see yeah. those, tw- you see those tweets. One of the ones I hate the most is where you see like, Hey, Hey, you just want to let you know you're doing great. Like, bitch, you don't know how fucking, you don't know how I'm fucking doing. I could oh, be yeah, doing real bad. You don't know me. And I'll, like, I'll never fucking like those tweets ever because it's so fucking I'm fake. like, hey, you're beautiful no matter what anyone says. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking, you don't know that I'm beautiful. I'm not you don't fucking, fucking know. <laughs> I don't see you fucking in my DMs trying to get fucked. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't, don't oh, fucking lie. Oh it's so fake, dude. Yeah, I, there was one, there was someone, I can't remember if it was on Reddit or elsewhere, but they were like talking about, like, I guess it was like some, guy who's like trying to like make it in the indies he's like yo i'm really upset about this because like i asked buff bagwell for advice and now like i don't know if that advice was like legitimate I'm well, like, was it good advice like who cares I, well yeah that's that's the thing too but also it's just like and it was probably buff bagwell for advice on wrestling like what is he gonna you know, offer you <laughs> i'm in the camp that you can learn something from everyone but at the same time yeah like Cause he could tell you about the business, you know, he has been somewhere and he spent years there and like, he probably has something to say, but, but it, at the same time, if it, if it wasn't somebody that's, that's fucking that distraught about it, probably asked the stupid question anyways, that, uh, that literally anybody could have given him fucking advice for Like, uh, you could give him advice about it. You know, if you just know heart, about man. wrestling, follow, follow your heart. 
Should I be selling this hard for somebody? No. You know what the next gig for this guy should be? The guy who is running Bagwell's Twitter? He should run Jill Biden's Twitter or write her speeches for her. <laughs> did you see? Did Wait, you see what? what? She said? Or Kamala's speeches? You mean? Maybe, but Jill Biden said. Um, oh, Jill Biden. Oh, Jill Biden. Jill I thought you said Biden. Joe. I, I was like, she what? She was making a speech in San Antonio, and she said, uh, "You Latina, you Latinos, or the, the Latino community is as unique as the breakfast tacos here." Oh my, oh, my God! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <That's> stupid. <laughs> To get buff she needs to get buff bagwell's guy in straight up on the like, staff yeah it's so like valuable to get like to get you over to get somebody that knows how to do the social media to run your social media you could literally like change your career tra- trajectory by be- yeah. being a fake bitch on social media <laughs> it's <true>. insane <laughs> it's true yeah. well yeah i hate it i hate that shit <laughs> speaking of uh fake things Man, we just have like all the good transitions today. Uh, this uh, finish from a WWE live show from Natalia. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I don't know this. Story. Okay. <laughs> this is great. So she, uh, so she's she's having a match with Liv Morgan, right? Liv yeah, Morgan's champion. Their their champion. God damn it! God, <coughs> fuck. God, fucking dogs are going crazy. Man. Okay. No, no problem. I thought you were just like really upset. Liv Morgan was champion. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm dressed like her right now. Hold on. <laughs> dressed like her. <laughs> Okay, so um, Natalia's having a match with Liv Morgan uh, li- at a live event, aka you know a house show. I don't know why they call them live events. Yeah, they changed. It, um, it was part of this like rebranding that they did in the past few years. I take that back. Live event does sound way better than house show. <laughs> well, they never called yeah. them house show. It was never like WWE oh, house show. True. It's just that's just kind of an industry term. Fair enough. Okay, so so you know Natalia doesn't expect there to be like any camera. I mean, there's no cameras on her or anything like that. And I guess she got pissed at Liv Morgan like. Like legit pissed at her, and uh, they do the finish, and she gets, you know, Natalia gets pinned, and then immediately gets up, no sells her finish, gets up and fucking scalds her, and then rolls out of the ring and just yeah, fucking storms off. If you want to look at it, Davey, it's fucking wild Looking at it right now. Just and then full on Austin Aries, <laughs> and so people people started calling, her, so people started calling her out, and she didn't realize that there was a video of it, so she's like. How could she not think that? I mean, everybody's got camera phones. They yeah, well, 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 I'm not. Well, she just didn't know. And then she put. She was like, "I was telling her thank you." Like she claimed that she was telling her thank you for the match. And uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's got. She's got to be like. Yeah, and then people that will think that no, and then the, the, people, the, only, the only way you could possibly thank someone for a match is no selling their finish. Yeah, like, right. And, then, and like, and like, them for it. I mean, like, she's pointing and yelling it at her. She's clearly being sarcastic. She wasn't. She she, she wasn't being sarcastic. She got called out on it, and then uh, and then deleted it. <laughs> you have to know that there's footage of every fucking second of these live shows. I mean, you would think. Didn't Hulk Hogan give him a briefing? You never know when somebody's recording, brother. <laughs> you know, right. he, hasn't, he hasn't been in that locker room in years, dude. You know they, that, they might need, not, they might need some sage advice on the Hulkster, though. They might catch you saying the N word, brother. Hard R. <laughs> no, no, we all say stuff when we're back here. Yeah, <laughs> wait, that's the worst Hulk, Hulk Hogan ever. You never, you never know. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember boys what Hulk Hogan boys, sounds brother, like. But <laughs> boys will be boys, brother. And Hulk Hogan. He'll go again. You want a piece? You want a piece of me? I always think about that. Like it's we the, can't do it. We it was a um, 
No, it was it was like a like a trailer for one of his movies. I can't remember which one it was. I remember like they're like he goes Hulk Hogan and he goes, "You want a piece of me?" <laughs> and I, I think about it all the time. You want a piece of me? <laughs> But yeah, okay, so she, well. she, 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 they fucking, somebody, people called her out and she deleted the tweet. And, uh, so. I mean, I to me, this is a non-story, like Liv Morgan. You don't think so? Nah, I mean, the house show, it's Natalia getting in Liv Morgan's face for, she probably did something fucking. I mean, she knows all her finish. From what I've heard, she's a, a lot. She's a, a lot champion. Of, a lot of weird stuff happens at these house shows. I saw someone else talking about one where, um, uh, I guess it was like the last one that, uh, tony storm ever did when she was in wwe and like she was in a match with like charlotte flair and sasha banks and like charlotte she like no sold everything and then pinned her and like what she the kinda, fuck? Like, then she like kind of broke down uh in the <laughs> ring and people were like oh like you know it's just like part of the story or whatever but then she who, left wait, the next who, day who broke down tony, uh, tony storm, storm yeah down. oh my god i'm pretty sure it wasn't anything to do with like you know the match itself i mean it might have but like it was probably just like the, the general because like, she's leaving or the frustration? I think, yeah, I think it was just the general frustration with there. Because she, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, she has expressed repeatedly that she was not happy. But, yeah, weird stuff happens at these house shows. Okay, I guess it's a non-story. I think it was kind of insane that she no-sold the champ's finish. I don't did care. Did you ever, think, you'd ever like, see a heart do that? No, absolutely no. Wait, did I say it? I didn't say that. I said, did you ever think you'd see a heart do that? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Yeah, well, I mean, Brett... Did he? In Montreal. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sold. He sold. The, honestly, if you think about it, he sold that finish all right. He sold it hard. Yeah, I he was almost, mad. I could kind of buy that. Like, like I know there was um, in the dark side episode, like Scott Hall was just like, he's like, oh, this is like a total work. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I can't, you know, it's like. I don't buy that it's a work, but like you could like when he's like analyzing it and whatnot, it's like oh, I could kind of see like why you'd buy that it was a work. <laughs> like you know, honestly, if Brett didn't want this to happen. He was kind of an idiot for letting that spot happen, like because he sold it pretty well. We'll, like, we'll get him on the show, and you can tell him he's an idiot. Who's Scott Hall? <laughs> yeah, gonna do it like a, gonna do like a seance. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Red Heart is a fucking Who's bar. Be the medium, That's what I want to know. Do you want? Do you want? Um, do you want Scott Hall inside of you? God, oh God. God. gotta get a spirit medium to challenge his, to channel his ghost. Oh my God. Um, um, but yeah, I don't. I, I, I thought. I think it's crazy. I think like. Um, I don't. I don't think you should ever do this. It's fucking no, nuts. Like I, even if I you're mean, mad, you're right. I just don't care. Because okay, fair enough. It's I can agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. I, I think it was mostly just it was funny. Like all right. Yeah. Well, uh, is that all the news? Are we gonna move on to reviews? Yeah, I think so. All right. <laughs> um, Do we know if Vince called Boris Johnson to uh, you know console him, make sure he's okay? <laughs> Uh, I, I, don't, I think maybe Boris had to call Vince <laughs> to console him at this point. Hello, uh, Vance. He Hello, Vance. Some hush money for him. Hey, Vance. Hello, Vince. Are you okay after your your uh, NDAs have been exposed? Am I still good? 
<laughs> hey, right. Vince, tell me about all the things you did. You get running around there grabbing breasts. Oh what are you God. doing out there, Vince? Oh my God. You know, I love me some breasts. Uh, I love them when they're the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Give them a good squeeze, eh? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's get into AEW Dynamite. Are uh, we part of the problem here? Are we. I I mean like uh, I I think people can respect that there is a difference, right? You know, there's there's a difference between like us doing this stuff with Vince and whatnot, and like just I mean, yeah, I, I feel bad for like the people actually affected by this uh, to some extent. I mean, I'm sure some of them probably are not as torn up about it as others, but like, uh, you know. It, you gotta, you know, gotta crack jokes. That's things sometimes. Yeah, you you laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Vince McMahon's gonna make me cry <laughs> for more reasons than one. Um, all right, AEW Dynamite from July 6, twenty two. We open up with Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title in a street fight. This wasn't really. I mean, like, it was a street fight in the sense that it was no DQ, but there really wasn't yeah. that many. Why the fuck was this a street fight? (laughs) Yeah. No clue. It didn't make any sense. Well, I mean, the only the only spot really that mattered was the low blow and the um, and the run ins not causing a disqualification. I mean, like that stuff happens in normal matches. Yeah, they usually just distract the ref and ref and have that shit happen. Well, especially the low blow thing. It was just like, oh man, he did that right in front of the ref. The gall of this guy, like. Wasn't you know there wasn't no weapons or anything I I don't think I mean there was um, a stair spot but that's legal just throwing them into the stairs but yeah um, I thought this was okay it wasn't anything like amazing I thought it was better for sure than the uh, security match <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I mean all all the um, I guess they were top team guys right yeah yeah they bump fed a little bit more believably than. Uh... There was one guy who didn't, who just came in like clinching his chest for the chop, like came running at him like that. <laughs> it, was just really funny. <laughs> it was like the funniest little run. Like if you can imagine like trying to like flex your chest with your arms oh clenched together and running towards somebody. What if he was so nervous and he came running from the back and like he just like, he was like, I don't want to forget to clinch my chest. So he fucking clinches his chest at the very top of the ramp and then does a ramp run while clinching his chest. Oh my God. Well, they didn't run to the ring at any point. They, you know, they, they walked in for the entrance. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always feel kind of weird. Like, I'm not like a big MMA guy, but I always feel kind of weird when you have like these shoot people treated like complete geeks. Like, it's a little yeah. bit of a suspension. Of yeah, yeah. So I'm, I don't understand. It used to be like a big deal when MMA guys got involved in pro wrestling, and you know, you'd book them as like unstoppable beasts, and these guys are bump feeding for for Wardlow. So. <laughs> I don't know what's like what changed there. Maybe there's just so many that are getting into WWE or not WWE, but pro wrestling now and stuff. And I mean, they I don't didn't, know. They didn't like note any names. Like, are these like the American top team guys who are just like in the gym, you know, spotting their lifts? Like, is this, I don't think know? so. I think I, I, I swear I fucking recognize at least one. That's so, but you know, I, and, and again, I don't follow MMA that closely, so I'm not sure. So. The only thing I liked about this match is that, um, Scorpio Sky got that early offense and like he had a strategy and Wardlow, you know, sold it like he was surprised by it and it was effective yeah. for a little bit. That was good and the the first two two or three minutes of this was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I did but, really like the, that like bit with like Scorpio just like kind of going with like the rapid strikes and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't, like the low kicks and stuff. I don't mind this. I I I think 
that if it went too long, you even when the Scorpio Sky in there, you risk like hurting uh, Wardlow. And I guess they had the way no, they're literally options hurting there. Scorpio Sky. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, it could make Wardlow look bad. One of my favorite matches I've ever seen, and I kind of wish Scorpio would have kind of played it this way. And it's it's really fucking good. And, and if you go back and watch it, just how like much of a master uh, Raven was of all people. I mean, I thought I always thought Raven was really good, and he's really smart. But um, yeah. he but that that night when Goldberg won the U.S. title off of him, it was like the night after a pay per view, and it's so good. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody like be that good of a fucking like not jobber like he was like it's I, I, I don't know if you can call it a glorified jobber or whatever it was but he got squashed and it was like one of the best squash matches i've ever seen hmm. and it's it's so good if you ever go watch it like i i, I highly recommend it go to go watch it because it's just like you know, a master class did a really good job of that on rampage that we're going to cover in a minute as a baby face yeah. though i mean yeah, uh, yeah. um but like raven, raven was, was a heel. raven raven was raven was heel in that yeah. role yeah Okay, yeah, there's a difference, but there is um, a, a way to do it and a way not to do it. And it, it. Essentially, it's about looking good or bad when it's all said and done. People are really, um, people are really feeling the Wardlow. Yep, Wardlow uh, won the title here. Yeah, he does, and and people are really feeling like the, like enjoying the payoff on all the Wardlow stuff. Are you still going and back and forth, or do you still hate Wardlow with your arms? Oh, crossed? my arms are crossed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really surprised. I mean, listen, have, you, have you guys seen who his next opponent is? No, I have not. Uh, no, but I, I would guess it would be Miro, but I don't know. Well, they've no, been, they're they've building been Miro for for uh, Alistair Black. Black. Yeah. Um, it's Orange Cassidy. <laughs> what the hell? So they're not just gonna kill Orange Cassidy? Yeah, there's no way they right? do. That, that's just so weird uh, to me. I could see them doing it, but that is weird. Yeah, I, I thought that was like such a weird choice. Like, I mean, there's like a lot of matches upcoming that I'm really excited for, but yeah, I thought that was a really odd choice. This is how it plays out. Like, <clears throat> Wardlow and Orange Cassidy trade some comedy spots, and you know, the crowd's laughing or whatever. Wardlow is. Like, you see not Wardlow doing? Him and, do you? Yeah, he's do you, doing. He's doing goofy stuff. Yeah, with you him. do. He'll do, do you? like he'll I make some it, jokes yeah. about the he'll he'll make some jokes about the pockets and won't you know won't be too much of a dick to him and then you know orange cassidy will try to get something wardlow will just beat him he may not even hit him with a powerbomb who knows but i i don't think it'll be a competitive match i don't, I don't think, think he'll so. embarrass orange as much as he does like a lot of the people where he just like hits him with a billion power bombs and just ends it with like the foot on the, yeah. the guy like he may whip out like a roll up or something he's or on. or do we have a heel turn on the way for orange nope. cassidy no <laughs> For, for Wardlow, no, I don't think no. so. I think there should be, but people are are fucking eating it up. But then again, yeah. as we'll discuss later in the show, they're not against keeping some uh, money from being printed, right? Uh, in the name of turning someone heel. So, yep, yeah. But yeah, I'm not feeling the Wardlow thing. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> um, I think he. I, I think he would make a great heel in that because I, he just has like that. I fucking hate this guy energy. He does. Yeah, I kind of I feel that way too. I would love to see him get like you know, not corrupted but taken in by a manager and like uh I mean, he so was he, already he, have, he was corrupted and then freed. Like that's the problem is yeah. like, I mean they can do it again but But he was never managed. He was more of like he was always off to the side like he was never the focal yeah. point. He was it, Virgiled. Yeah, 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 he was Virgiled but like um you know him with like an actual manager to like fucking bring the heel out of him, and then he's the focal point. 
and killing people, he and we never have to hear by an evil woman. When he, we'd never. Oh, that would be cool. A valet would be yeah, cool. Kind of, we haven't like seen that. a valet in a long ass time, and like uh, an evil woman who needs killing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and it's funny though because um, every once in a while I will turn on a you know, and I love old movies and shows, but every once in a while I'll turn on a old movie or show, and there'll be a, a woman who gets murdered, and a lot of times it'll be like she'll be some semblance of a sex worker, although they don't always come out and say it or they'll uh, insinuate that she's sexually promiscuous. And then the characters will be like, well, she needed killing, but we still got to find the killer. And it's just like, okay, of course, yeah, she needed killing. So I don't feel bad. Or yeah, I'll help you hide the body. I mean, she needed killing. Like I understand what happened. And the audience is just like, oh yeah, you know, she needed killing. (laughs) It's just fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. There's one episode of, uh, I'm off on a tangent, but I just want to, there's one episode of the show called Thriller, and it's based on a corner of Woolworth story where a guy comes in and his favorite uncle has killed his wife, but you know, she's cheating on him. And like, so yeah, dude, don't worry. She needed killing. Like, I'm going to help you hide the body. And it's like, he's the total baby face, you know, and like he's a baby face uncle and like he's hurt. He's the victim, you know, it's just, it's insane. But it's also like an incredibly entertaining fucking episode. Just such, such crazy from it's just so crazy from a cultural standpoint sure and have is. we come that far Vince well, McMahon anyway sorry back <laughs> well to look I just don't want to hear him say world loves world anymore and I having a ballet would be fucking I think that's cool. the problem with him as a baby face is like like the crowd is like I mean like fans are just kind of into like just big dudes doing cool stuff and like yeah. just beating the shit out of people but like to be to be fair the reason why crash. the reason why is because it's rare now like you know if if WWE used to be the land of the giants back in the day and most wrestlers were huge and you know and the, the small guys weren't getting the chance now it's mostly small guys and uh like so when a big guy does something cool you know he has a little athleticism and which you I get to like see those I mean, power moves that you don't yeah you get those power moves that you don't see every match anymore and like it's kind of fresh yeah at I least once, and and at least once by the way in this match Excalibur called him by some other moniker like chieftain of destruction or something i can't remember what it was i can't remember what it was but it was like okay are they calling him that now what are they calling him you know is he the war pig is he the i think whatever it was war dog chieftain of war pig yeah, the was war, uh like oh that's the, right war, that was uh like mjf yeah that was like yeah, them yeah, making yeah. fun of him war dog yeah sorry yeah. so is it is it war dog or i think he called him like something of disaster uh, I don't mr mayhem mr yeah, mayhem been calling that's him that. yeah mr mayhem okay okay they've been yeah. that for a bit though he doesn't. War dog, Mr. He, Mayhem. Uh, it's hard to identify uh, him other than being just a big old meathead. Okay. There's a lot of potential in Wardlow being heel. I know people love him, but how long is that going to last? Especially now that he has a title. I also, I mean, hot take. I don't think there's anything wrong with just having a heel that people like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we we see it and it makes money. That's true. Uh, next up, we have a uh, the first of many pretty solid promos on, on uh, both these shows. Uh, we have a Mox video package promo where he, you know, talks about Brody uh, King, talks about how, you know, he, everyone's like, you know, like, how are you going to prepare for a monster? And he's like, well, he's a bit of a monster himself, goes through, you know, all this stuff that he's been on terror for, like what he did to Tanahashi, who is someone that he actually respects. Um, yeah, good stuff. We had Smart Mark Sterling with Tony Nese. Uh, this is like a sort of angle that they did throughout uh, both shows. Um, the first time they approach Keith Lee to get his signature for the people against Swerve Strickland to kick him off the roster. Uh, Keith Lee turns him down. He's on his team, so why would he do that? 
all the all the stuff with yeah, smart markets it's so it's, you know campy it's not campy it's not even it's not even no, campy because yeah, campy would be good. good word for it. yeah yeah would, you're right it's like it's like campy without the camp yeah yeah <laughs> that's a weird bit like yeah that's kind of how i would describe it too it's yeah it's like 1990 yeah. WWF Irwin R. Scheister without the fucking camp, like yeah. with the camp extracted, like the fun stuff extracted. And what's crazy it's is just as stupid and goofy, but not with yeah. the fun taken out. And what's crazy is I've seen, we've seen Smart Mark Sterling do really good at cutting promos, and we saw him yeah, do some yeah. stuff in GCW. Yeah, no, this he's a good and talker, this but you, you give him something that's yeah, that's stupid, and it's yeah, yeah. This or is if he has a bad idea and nobody stops him. What are you gonna do? That's true. Yeah, this is garbage. Um, I'm an attorney at law. But, but, you know, at least we have Tony Nese doing something, and he had the best match so far in AEW that I've seen him have. And, um, yeah, so good. We'll talk about he's that. That was, he's yeah. so awesome. Fuck. Uh, <clears throat> next up, the promo everyone's talking about. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out. He says that on the heels of Blood and Guts, he's the, um, the cage that everyone is talking about. Matt Hardy interrupts him. Uh, Calls him the Michael Jordan of being an asshole, and he's upset that uh you know he screwed Jungle Boy. Christian calls him calls it out his bullshit. Says that he uh has used his brother. Uh, he makes his brother sound like the sober one. Yeah, this is a pretty solid promo. Fun segment. Uh, Luchasaurus uh, beats up Matt Hardy. Um, what did you guys think of this? This was fucking top tier. Yeah, it was really. Good. Was, I, mean, I was kind of underselling it, but I've I've I rewatched this numerous times. And like when he when he delivers that line about Jeff being the sober one, and then everybody's reacting, yeah. and he sits there and like does the most perfect, yeah, I fucking said it. I'm a fucking piece of shit. Like fucking look on his face. It was mm-hmm. so good. It was so good. And he later said that it wasn't even um, wasn't his brother who his family was ashamed of, though it was him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he said like you know talked about like riding his coattails for one last run, yeah. like yeah. ignoring yeah. his like problems. It was fucking. This oh, is yeah, so, that, yeah, that that line was, was really the money line. So yeah, what did you guys? Because I've seen people say like you know it was hypocritical that people liked this, but they didn't necessarily like some of the stuff that WWE did with Jeff Hardy. Like there's like the angle of Sheamus where they did a fucking DUI angle. It's it's hard to say, and maybe we are being fucking. Maybe it is a double standard, but you never know if like WWE like made him do made him do that that when he didn't yeah. want to do it, or if it was his idea. And then there's a good way to do it, which is the, which I think is like this, where you yeah. where you mention it and use it, and then they literally have like a video like, of Jeff Hardy getting into a crash. Yeah, like they, it was something they, like, like that. Show yeah, him that, see, that's, stuff like that. I think yeah, I think that's that to different. me is pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah like I, I think, think that's. Yeah. I think there's a difference still. Like this is, he's not directly in the angle. Like I, I I'm fine with this. I mean, this was a great and, promo. And, yeah, I mean, and, that, and yeah. it's not like the, and it's not like the Jungle Boy stuff. It's not like um, Christian Cage is going to Luke Perry's fucking grave site and like fucking digging his dick on the grave and stuff like they're digging it up and dragging the coffin around. Um, so yeah, I, there, there's a difference. But we, um, we talked about um, Smart Mark being campiness with the camp extracted so if you took a needle and plugged it into this segment and you extracted out the money and the budget 
and you moved it to a fucking studio outside of Channel 5 in Memphis. This is fucking some Memphis fucking shit, dude. Straight up. Like, but the way it yeah. broke down with fucking Luchasaurus putting, like, I could just hear, like, screaming little girls and stuff in yeah. the crowd and Dave Brown in my, in my head, like, talking about well, how they, awful I mean, it was. they even showed, like a, like, a zoom in on, like, some fans, yeah. like, after he, like, said, like, the silver <laughs> one comment. And, like, there was, like, someone who was, like, in tears. Yeah. I gasped. I, when I heard it, I gasped. I was like, I didn't oh my see God. the tears. That's insane. Yeah, there was like someone who was like all watery eyed. And I was like, this oh my is, God. Oh my God. This is, is this Christian stuff has been the some of the best stuff I've ever seen on AEW ever. It's like, the best stuff of his career. I think. Yeah. yeah and it, easily the best stuff of his career, but some of the best stuff of like that I've seen in AEW, like the best, like some of the best segments, like up there. And it's like three or four weeks old now. Like, is this yeah. just the beginning? Yeah, and we haven't even and seen we, yeah. we haven't even seen Christian do anything in the ring with this yet. Well, yeah, we've and we talked about his matches exceeding our expectations, and so if he exceeds our expectations in the ring, you know, in and around this angle, has great matches in the in the vein that he needs to work. Like, oh my god, yeah, this has, this dude, has huge and for, potential. with with as good as this this is, I I want to see great matches, but the matches don't even have to be that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like they don't have to be like five star matches to be invested in them or to feel like they're good or anything like that. Like if they're good, like if they're like just even decent, like it's going to be good. Like it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, when Jungle Boy comes back, I mean, he, the dude's going to get such a oh, huge pop. Like oh it's going to be huge. And they're fucking trickling it so perfect. Like he came out and he was like. He's like, everybody wants to know why Jungle, uh, Jungle Saurus, Luchasaurus would do this, you know? And then right before he was going to give the answer, you know, he gets interrupted. So, like, they're teasing yeah. it. They let you know that you want, that they know that you want to know. And, like, you, we don't know yet. And so, there's something to look forward to. Holy fuck, this is a master class in, like, booking. Like, holy shit. It is, but it's kind of like comedy. They can, you can hold off on the timing of a joke, but you still got to nail that timing. Like you yeah. can't wait too long yeah. and you can't, True. you know, can't come in too True. early. So they could, yeah, they're holding it out and we're thinking, Oh my God, the pop, the pop. But if they yeah. do it at the wrong time, it could still, you know, diminish it somewhat. Oh yeah. He'll get a pop no matter what, but I mean, they need to do it. They, they need to know when to do it. I hope they figure that out. Yeah. I still want to see like Marco be involved in this and stuff, man. I thought I was he fucking he's gets a- rolled up in a ball and jungle boy. Like, Fucking like bowls him like a bowling ball. And then they add a fucking it's on rampage, so they had time to to add a sound effect of bowling pins being knocked down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um Yeah, so then we get a quick little video package recapping Blood and Guts, and Tony Schwani is with Jake Hager and Claudio Casagnoli. Um, for a little interview, they have a match next week. Hager says that uh, Claudio's never been a world champion anywhere he's been. While Claudio points out that you got your arm wrapped, while I got my arm raised last week, which I thought was a pretty clever retort. Then we had Butcher and the Blade versus uh, Swerve in Our Glory. You know, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Uh, commentary really puts over Butcher and the Blade in this match as overlooked and underrated, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, because, like, obviously, you know, the outcome was pretty predictable on this, but uh, it was a pretty decent match, though. Um, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more uh, with, like, Butcher and Keith. Like, they, they did tease that quite a bit, but uh, they weren't in the ring together very long. But you have a lot of, like, kind of out-of-sync moments. Uh, this time, mostly on Keith Lee's end, which kind of makes me wonder if he's the one who ends up, like, going heel on this. Uh, I don't know if that's super likely, but 
you know, he accidentally shoulder tackles Swerve and does another spot where he almost knocks him off the top of the ring. Despite all the injuries and everything, the fucking tag team division is heating up big time. Oh yeah. Like 100%. it's legit it's legitimately exciting and there's so many like actual tag teams. Wait till private party comes back. I know. <laughs> dude, like yeah. straight up. I mean, it was like I was kidding, but Oh, no. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm serious. Like I don't I want to see like a, like I'm excited to see a, a strong tag team division like this because like from top to bottom you have even have the jobber tag teams. You got um you got the ass boys you got the acclaimed and like the, like the tag team division is really heating up like no question like that's yeah, for sure it's awesome i fucking I mean, love Private that party shit. could come back and, and do some cool shit but when they bring yeah. them back on tv they need to have a good angle yeah yeah i don't want to see them doing like lame like matt hardy shit or anything like that yeah. you know yeah. and well you have we uh, i was thinking you have um they're pretty clearly building towards like a rush and andrade um yeah, what happened with that? Too. Because remember, they joined Andrade, and then what happened with that? Oh, he fired them. <clears> I think that was they did that angle when he brought in Roosh, where he's like, he's like, I'm done with the Andrade family office. They suck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. That, just with a quick one-off line. Yeah. So, mm. but we haven't we haven't seen them, dudes. So. Well, that's why I, I was when he cut that promo. I was like, are these guys like? Are is this like their way of like? Saying like hey, you're not going to see these guys anymore. I mean, no Blade way. They're not. Back, but they're not going to fire Private Party. They like yeah, Private I Party. So. I, I, I there's so many tag teams right now that I can't even list them all, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, speaking of tag teams, after uh, Swerve and Keithley win, Hobbs and Ricky come out and interrupt them. Uh, Hobbs calls him a trick ass bitch. Uh, I'm not sure which one he was referring to. Probably Swerve. Then Ricky cuts an incredible promo. Um, just talks about how they could end their career and uh, in the ring and on the mic. Uh, just ask our former uh, partner, um, obviously referring to Brian Cage, who is still MIA, and that they are, you know, he's like, you guys act like you're on our level, but you are several levels below us. Just a great fucking promo. Bucks interrupt it. Um, he's running up and down the best tag team division stuff. Um, and they are going to have um, a three way match for the titles next week. Huge FTR chant. Oh yeah, Young Bucks. Yeah, promo, by the way, and they're like, <laughs> like they didn't expect like people to just be fucking. Like, no, I, I, I think they, I think them. they did. I, they, they were clearly like kind of like working this thing where they're kind of like dodging FTR. Oh, okay, okay. Because they're milking it. They're like, oh yeah, we're the best tag teams in the world ever of all time. Like they're milking it. Okay, fair enough. They've kind of done that for a long time though, and they did just have that match with FTR. Yeah. Of course, they, you know, FTR won, but AEW's biggest pay-per-view is probably all, all out, out, right? Yeah. That's, okay, and that's coming up at um, the end of the summer. <clears throat> the main event, I don't know what it, what who their opponents need to be. The main event needs to be FTR versus somebody, maybe the Bucks. That needs to be the main event. Fuck the world title. Dude, FTR is the fucking best thing in wrestling right now. It is like I, I don't Maybe. I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck who if it's CM Punk is back they do the unification match that needs to be that needs to go second to last FTR with all those belts for some championships or championship or what I don't give a fuck I don't and it, I guess it could be the box but they need to be in the main event I mean and you're talking about the tag team division heating up you're absolutely right mm-hmm. and it needs to be the main event and at the very tip tip of that fucking that mountain is right there is FTR. You're right. 
we are in the era right now of those guys, and it's going to be talked about for 50 years. The Briscoes FTR, it, at the very least, needs to main event. Super, or, um, sorry, uh, Death, Death, Before, Before, Death Before Dishonor. Is that okay? Yeah, that's the show. Couldn't remember when they did that, and we'll talk about that in a sec because I know they they have a promo. The crowd's not it's not lost on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, I, I I don't know if they'll do it, but you're absolutely right that they should. Like that's that that to me would cement that like if you want tag team wrestling, this is the promotion. Like, and it it's unanimous yeah. too. It's unanimous because yeah, like uh, like. Even the naysayers, even the AEW naysayers like FDR. I think NXT, uh, during their like golden years, I think a couple times they had uh, the tag team championship as a main event on a big show, if I'm not mistaken. They did, they yeah. They did that once or twice. Yeah, maybe. Like, and like, again, like, I'm pretty FDR sure one, era? Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. one time it was a revival, yeah. I mean, and it's also not uncommon for Ring of Honor. Like, we've definitely yeah, seen that yeah. plenty of times. That's and, true. and I think for sure this time around, because we don't even... Like it, it's that, or maybe Joe Lethal, but I think it probably should be the tag t- championship. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're having the TV title at the main event. They built Joe and and Lethal on TV way more, uh, and uh, for obvious reasons, but because you know the Briscoe situation. But uh, also with that said, like they're trying to like make the the world title as relevant re- relevant as it should be, and they kind of haven't. Like, wouldn't you want to present the world title in a in a spot like that? Yeah, but they had it on the main event uh, for Supercard, so let's switch it up. Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, and and right now we we don't have we know that um, I think Gresham they're sh- taking on Moriarty next week on yeah. TV, but he doesn't even have an opponent yet, and we're what less than two weeks away from that show. Yeah. So I yeah I don't think they have time to. Build I do. Something to I do agree with you, event. but I also think they're struggling to get. They're they're struggling to to make the uh, the world champion like important. So why not? Put, yeah, they're not putting him on TV. Weeks, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They finally they, had him on TV this week. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, I still think that they need. A, I still think that you have to you have to weigh the two. And and I agree with you. I I think it should be the tag team. But at the same time, you need to pr- um, showcase your uh, your world champion in a in the most prominent spots, especially when you're trying to get him over. At the same time, though, I feel like viewership's a little different now. Like, I almost would think it as, like, the sub-main event might be better just in the sense that, like, this is the thing that you have to watch to get to that, you know, FTR Briscoes yeah. 2. You don't, you know, it's True. not like FTR Briscoes 2. Awesome. I love that. I'm done for the night. <clears throat> That's a great point. That is an absolute great point. Uh, next up, we have a House of Black video package uh, with Malachi talking about how Brody leaves his mark and it will go beyond the realm of physical pain and that he envies John Moxley. Uh, we then have Tony uh, Schiavone with Eddie Kingston in the ring. Uh, he congratulates um, Eddie, congratulates Wardlow and uh, his Blood and Guts team for winning. Even Claudio says, like, oh, look, he's growing up and maturing. Um, then kind of blows it off, but says that he is angry because Chris Jericho made him a liar and he didn't bleed. Uh, Jericho interrupts. Uh, they are the JAS is backstage, and Ty Conti hits a car door into Ruby's arm, which she um, sells to almost a hilarious fashion. Um, <laughs> it was this was kinda... em- this was embarrassing. Like Ruby, like sold up to the fucking door and put her arm there and just held it for like felt what felt like 10 years and yeah, that was weird 
I didn't notice that. Okay. Oh, why so didn't they, they, they have like horrible? Like, why didn't they have like someone like in the car like holding her arm? It was yeah. bad. This was yeah, bad. That would have been way better. And then she sells it by crying, and some of the medics run up, and they, the first thing they say is, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 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 "This is like something in media, period, right? That like medics are always like just completely incompetent." Are you okay? Like this person, like you know, like let's just say, like her arms just completely just snapped off. Oh my god, are you okay? That wouldn't be out of place in like any movie or TV show. What if you take a bump off the roof and you're laying there with, probably with a broken neck or whatever, and like <laughs> your family calls the ambulance and the EMTs come sprinting and they say, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you feel better or worse? I'd probably, uh, I'd probably be, be dead. Me. You'd probably be dead. Yeah, like, well, I could be, be dead too. I'm fucked. <sighs> right. We then get a kind of just sort of, you know, the feel good because they're in Rochester, New York. Dark Order comes out to the ring with negative one. Uh, no Alan Angels. He was released last week or like, I mean, his contract expired. We kind of forgot to cover that, but uh, he's not really a particularly big deal. He and, and who before him? Um, Stu Grayson. Stu Grayson Stu was Grayson. kind of a bigger deal, I thought. Like, he's... Yeah. I think he's definitely a better worker. Uh, Alan Angels is on impact though now. Um, but oh, so they cut a promo. Evil Uno says that they're that the six of them are there to stay. Uh, QT Marshall interrupts, says that he asks if they have to put up with the charity case of negative one until he's 18. And he challenges him to a match. <laughs> <laughs> QT Marshall is a national treasure. <laughs> I, I like QT. He's, I love him. Uh, yeah, I he's, think he's great. <laughs> uh, Hangman comes out, beats him up. Evil Uno joins in. The Dark Order all beats him down. Then Negative One says that uh, he's going to wait to pin QT until he's 19. What's next for Hangman? I don't know. I think that's... They don't it, really have anything going for him right now, do they? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I, they have plans. I um, Maybe they're going to let him cool off a little bit and put him back in the main event picture. Who knows? But It's yeah, always interesting like when you have someone like lose the title and kind of like, well, what do they do next, right? Like, you know, Mox at least had that like extended feud with Kenny uh, for a bit. Then that, you know, sort of just went to like a feud with the Elite. Yeah, you let them do their thing for a while and then yeah. you... But like it was all like, kind of connected to that story. Yeah. Um, but like Jericho like kind of like his thing was just kind of completely disjointed after he lost the title. I thought. Yeah. Uh, they'll often sometimes they'll go on losing streaks or something. Like, look at they do it in New Japan all the time. Yeah. You remember when like Okada like dyed his hair red and he couldn't win a match to save his life. <laughs> you know, and uh, after he lost the title to Kenny. Yeah. I mean, they do that stuff. They can always have like these little arcs and stuff and these little dips, like. Uh, and I think that's okay. And what you have, what you have in Hangman though, is you have a viable main eventer. So when you need him, he's there too. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see like what like what angles they do. I mean, they could do something with him in the House of Black. I mean, Brody eliminated him, put that over big. Man. I do, they're definitely not going to do anything with Brody. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Next up, we have Penta Obscuro versus Roosh. Uh, I thought this was a really good match, really fun. Like just you know, mm. a lot of like fast energy again or that lucha style Rouge eventually wins uh, andrade put his foot on the rope and while the ref is distracted he just nails penta right in the nuts pulls his mask off and pins him uh, did you guys get a look again at penta's face because it's kind of on the hard cam for a second do you see how fine he is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um 
they're doing this too much. They're doing the like Pinta loses his mask and they get pinned. And yeah. I knew it was happening. Raven, because yeah. commentary was. Uh, I did. Us. I guess I, I I did forget to note too the much. highlight of the match might have been when Jose tried to interfere and Alex Abrahante speared him and they fought for a while and the crowd oh, was yeah. going nuts yeah. for it. Dude, the fucking nerds <laughs> fighting is so. Good. Yeah, that's it's, it's weird. Like you know, it's like wrestling is like such a fascinating like spectator sport in a lot of ways right you know obviously people love like a good solid work rate and whatnot but they also they like their giants even if they can't work and they like dorks fighting on andrade and and phoenix when they started fighting kind they're just kind of looked lost a little it was just kind of like uh yeah yeah they're both really strong characters and they they both just look kind of goofy like well yeah it's because they're all in like jackets they're believable because like they're believable because they're like they're they're rolling it they're rolling around and just like they look like two brothers fighting and <laughs> it's perfect because like that's more believable that's more believable than a hockey fight would you say that they were as unique doing this as breakfast tacos in san antonio uh not quite because those aren't <laughs> unique <laughs> you'll find those literally everywhere you mean they're not like a snowflake ones every single one's different if Joe Biden was on commentary, that's what it would have been. <laughs> so these but, guys are as unique as breakfast tacos in San Antonio. Actually, she doesn't have that accent, does she? Like I said, I, I'll, I'll take this as like over over a fucking hockey fight. Like it looked believable. It was funny, and it was so fun to watch. Yeah. Like tackling each other and rolling over and fucking throwing your fists wherever they'll <laughs> land is great. Yeah. So battle of the nerds, hilarious. Uh, next up, we had a, another video promo for Jay Lethal's crew. They celebrate that Joe versus Jay Lethal is official for Death Before Dishonor. And <laughs> Jay Lethal says what I think might be like the most dorky line ever, but it's just the, the, the conviction with which he delivered it. I just loved it. He said, they're not taking Joe lightly, but they are taking his championship. And then they just laugh hysterically <laughs> about it. I, it was such a dad joke, but I just it was hilarious. The way it was great. It's it. it good heel shit. It was good. Yeah. Um, I, I really like these guys, uh, dude. The ROH card is shaping up to be fucking awesome. And then they saved the stinger for Satnam Singh. Oh yeah, new champ. New champ. Beat, beat, beat. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good too. I love it. This is good. Next up, we have Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling again. This time, they're trying to get Orange Cassidy's signature. Orange says that he won't sign anything without his lawyer, and it's Danhausen. Uh, goofiness ensues. Uh, he just says a lot of lawyery terms, hearsay, all this stuff that's been sort of popularized by the Amber Heard Giant Depp trial, and that they're going to wrestle on Rampage with the stipulation being that Orange Cassidy has to sign the fucking petition if he loses. <laughs> Real stupid stipulation. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, can't they, like, find, like... I mean, like, why aren't they, like, just, like, you know, some rarely featured jobbers just trying to get, like, you know... Why weren't they trying to get, like, the rough in it signatures? Which is next on the yeah. card, but... I, I want to know, like... I want to know, like, what the... F- I want, what happened with him and Hook? Are they not doing that anymore? Is that I just done? They, yeah, listen, Davey's I think they listen to my... They, and what's crazy... They but listen yeah, to me, yeah. Y- yeah, you're sighing relief, but Danhausen's getting more TV time than Hook, so... I mean, the, the Hook's getting about the same TV time he always did, and he's getting these video packages that are putting him over pretty strong. I guess so. Yeah, I want to see more Hook, and I don't want to see as much. I do too. But I just don't want to see him with fucking Danhausen. I didn't mind it. Well, we've already talked either. 
But but what were they ever going to do with that? You know, they're going to beat FTR. I mean, what were they ever going to do with maybe? That? Get or, out of here. They could be good challengers for FD, FTR. Or no, maybe. they can't be. Dan Housen <laughs> is not in any okay. tag team. Is not a good, good challenger. For All FTR. right, fair enough. Well, you would see good. like like Davy like commit like seppuku like live on air if, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. if FTR lost to Dan Housen. Oh I will fucking <laughs> pilgrimage to a fucking Japanese monastery and fucking do that shit in <laughs> traditional fashion. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that shit well, happens. All right. Uh, next up, we have Claimed in the Ass Boys versus Ruffin It and Fuego Del Sol. We open up with the rap. Oh, and, yeah. And the oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. immediately cuts him off. <laughs> no, hit the music. Yeah, hit the music. Hit the music. Do I need, do I need to do the, uh, the, the, the rap? <laughs> yeah. Get? All right. One last time, and then I've got something special. Oh shit! It's finally here! Uh, Yo! Listen! Listen! Yo! Yo! Acclaimed and the gun! Skrrr! What? <laughs> <laughs> JR was also moving in on my gimmick too, I noticed, uh, on commentary. Really? Uh, Dude, everybody's fucking... Yeah, everybody's... Yeah. But you know what? As I said, I was saving this for a fucking rainy day, and what what could be rainier than what happened in this match, right? We'll, we'll just kind of say that too. Like, so the guns, are we finally getting the Jim Cornette diss track? Yes, but oh let's just say, shit, you know, this is could could we get a rainier day than this? The guns betray the acclaimed. Anthony Bones just desperately after you know Billy Gunn took out his partner, just putting up the scissor, like just scissor him one last time, ass daddy. Billy grabs the hand and hits the Famouser. Is there a more heartbreaking moment in wrestling than uh, Anthony Bowens asking for one more scissor? I, I mean, this is <laughs> this is up there. I mean, this is going to be like, I, I think this is going to go down in history with like, you know, kicking Mar- uh, Mari Gennetti through the barbershop window. Yeah, this is sad. I mean, like, obviously, we're everybody's getting into it. It's, it's really exciting. And all of a sudden, they're kind of pulling the rug out from under everybody. I feel like they had a lot of money with this. But at the same time, I reacted when yeah. when uh, when Colton grabbed the mic or well, not Colton, but Austin grabbed the mic. I fucking gasped. I was like, <gasps> like, oh, 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 like I fucking got into it. And it fucking well, and, like, meant it something. started out like, you know, like that happened. But like they're they're still coordinating as a yeah. team. But then at the very end, you get well, the blind he, tag in and he steals the finish. When, when he when he got the um when he took the mic and he went into the ring, though, too. They did this really close, like tight, uh, tight shot of uh, of Austin in his face, and like the way he fucking sold it for the crowd was just so good. And, like this is so I don't know, man. Everything everything was really hitting on this episode. Like well, not everything, but a lot of things were really hitting on this episode. And it was good. Uh, this but included, they, just, they didn't need to do this. Like what they, are they didn't. Doing? You're they right. Had something fucking incredibly hot. They were about to start yeah. printing money, printing fucking t-shirts, selling shit, yeah. getting monster pops. Yeah. What? Why? What? Dude, at some point, if this was the plan, guess what you do? You call an audible. Yeah, you call an audible and you, you change yeah. you change what what it is. And I agree with you. Uh, this is uh, like are, this really is disappointing. Like WWE levels of afraid to get shit over. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Even WWE, when a group or faction gets over, they typically don't squash it because then the power is spread out through, um, throughout the group. You know what I mean? They they mm-hmm. kind of did it with um. <clears throat> Fuck, uh, Miz and Shane McMahon. <laughs> I know that's like a weird example, but it was like kind of like it was like a comedy team that was like really over with the crowd, and they killed it pretty quick. 
remember when remember when Miz <laughs> speaking of Miz, remember when they they were doing the stuff with him and in uh, Damian Sandow, and it was getting really oh, yeah. over. And they they fucking they broke them up at the perfect time and that's, then did and yeah, then did yeah, and then that, did yeah that's the and, opposite yeah yeah and then you didn't get the payoff you didn't get the match <laughs> yeah it's weird it seems like these like these like these group breakups and stuff like that write themselves and then they really don't and uh you could did, you could have did this you're right Davey. they didn't need to do this they could have did it any time and it did and you know, it would have probably had the same effect now. yeah they could have five years they could have had like a you know a nice little run here and i don't know maybe they want to build something for all out i don't know but Dude, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just kind of like i mean i don't know like maybe billy's just like yeah i'm gonna retire soon or something i don't know i mean the scissor me daddy ass t-shirts and one you know the one i was planning on buying is it wearing to funerals I think, is it not a thing can you not buy it now <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there would have been a short window for them to print those up. But, I mean, yeah, dude, this was just its just a bad idea. These guys were on fire. They were hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, they really were. And it just Daddy ass, new, please. New, please. Please, daddy ass, please. <laughs> that was funny, but it was very New Day-esque, you know, where they mm-hmm. get, start out as heels and they get over. And thats they should have just followed that template until, until it ran its course. And then you do this. But well, what do I know? As I said... Um, I saved this for a rainy day. This is a rainy day because this was sad. Let me be your hype man. Let me be your hype man for this. All right. Jim Cornette, we started doing this one week before you did. You think you could steal our gimmick? Well, listen up, bitch. EOD has something to say. Yeah, I do. And so I I framed this around like the acclaimed style. So I do have the same opening. So play the music again. Play that fucking music. Yo. Listen, listen, yo, yo, Cornette, so out of touch, no one needs an NDA. Review so out of whack, it's like watching Russo's TNA. Too busy making that mountain smoky at the Midnight Express. Getting cut so hard, you're still licking off all that excess. Let, <laughs> uh, let a mark hand you the book and watch those ratings fall. Jimmy, it's time to wake up, this is your curtain call. Oh, oh my god that was pretty good, good well shit. jim Cornette, what do you gotta fucking say man you're gonna come back with the yeah. with the we gotta send this to him we gotta get this to him <laughs> any of our listeners out there send this shit to him tell him tell him a monster pop is on yeah. the case to be fair i mean oh, shit. i generally like jim Cornette. i mean there's oh yeah some yeah that i think are you know all in good fun for sure yeah. But it's not what you're saying now. I was going to be disappointed, though, if you didn't say anything like about Cuck. Oh, come on. Like, it's the most obvious thing. It was just like a matter of where and like, how do you how do you do it? Like rhymes with so much. You can rhyme so much with it. Like Chuck and Buck. I didn't I didn't go the wrong watching watching. I went, you know, I put in the middle watching Buck fuck your (laughs) wife while you're getting cucked or something. All right. (laughs) Back to the show. Get, I ain't a rapper. I ain't never said I was a rapper. We get a uh, Davy's favorite. <laughs> we get Davy's favorite promo guy, Miro. He's running down Malachi Black, saying that they are a different kind of men. And Malachi preys on the weak while he disposes of them. Uh, and he's gonna take out the House of Black. There's some other lines, but I just like the he preys on the weak for, and I dispose of them. I thought that was just you know my kind of a corn. He thought he thought about that waiting on the plane. He wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. He wrote that in his uh, God's Hate um, lyric journal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Alright, next up, we have Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir versus Thunderstorm. <laughs> the, uh, Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose both come out with umbrellas, but, like, Shafir has hers open, and she's got her, like, MMA jacket, but looks like a raincoat. She looked fucking hilarious. Then uh, she knows bad luck to open an umbrella indoors. Yeah. Well, we don't know if it was opened. It was just already o- It could have already been open when she took it indoors. Who knows? Mm, okay. Uh, but hey, you know luck, what? This yeah. Go ahead, man. Well, I was gonna say the bad luck did uh, happen because they did lose. This was the surprise match of the show. I really yeah, liked it was this. good. That was exactly I what I was it, thinking. Where yeah. did this come from? Why is Marina Shafir the most inconsistent wrestler in fucking? What? She all started. Of... She started out a little weak, but she got it together quick. Yeah. And dude, I like all the fast tags in this match. It makes yeah. sense from like mm-hmm. a psychology angle, and everyone was just popping off, and it keeps them. Yeah. The pace fast. Everyone looked good. It almost reminded me. We were talking about AJW earlier. It almost reminded me of like a AJW tag from let's, back in the day. It wasn't uh, as hot as let's, like yeah. Let's you know, not go crazy. <laughs> it wasn't as hot as some of the big main events, but I mean some of their smaller shows. Like the pace was so fast, and everyone looked good. There was that big DDT on Nyla where she just fucking went up like a pencil. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. That was that DDT was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Thunder looked fucking great. I mean, Tony's fucking hip attack in the corner was as good as ever. And now there was um, a reason for Nyla to sell so hard because she was working with the champ. Marina yeah. ended up looking really strong. She had some like great fucking throws. Well, and she and, didn't do yeah. any of like that like weird like MMA shoot stuff. Like, I mean, she did some of it, but like she didn't do she the did, stuff that doesn't yeah. look that's, good. That's yeah, that's, yeah. She did she, with the stuff she did look really good, and like uh, her strikes are amazing. Like that's yeah, like, probably that's her biggest strength. Yeah, and, like, she didn't do, like, the stuff where, like, it looks like she's just, like, giving up all of her leverage, which yeah. I know, like, it, yes, it in shoot, it makes sense, but, like, as, like, you know, used to wrestling style, it doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I like this. Uh, there was there was one uh, call from JR in this match. Surprisingly, oh, wait, really is it, is so it, wait, is it time for our weekly segment? We got a new segment on the show. It's called Sooner Science. Sooner Science. <laughs> so the the one i picked up on is he just like buries rick knox completely like Uh-oh. he's just like he like they um uh tony or rosa one, one of them tagged in and he's like that tag was so clear not even rick knox could screw this up and comment like everyone else, oh, on the team just, everyone else on the team just like cracked like they did not expect him to like say this they're just like like everyone's <laughs> laughing they're like, well, like what's what's the problem with rick knox <laughs> and he's like and i was like well you said he's not very good like <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> holy shit i didn't I, even catch that i, I didn't just, either like, i just couldn't believe it like i heard i was like he just fucking like the fucking sack that he had to fucking say that um but yeah so the tag team uh of thunderstorm rosa and tony storm i guess that was kind of a clever name a little whatever but you know they win um with an assisted driver and yeah it was pretty good i'm not gonna call it like match of the show but it was the surprise match of the show and against expectations it was the best match of the show this was really fucking good. Like, congratulations for putting on this shit. Uh, we then have a couple back, a few more backstage promos. A couple of Tony. He starts out with the baddies. Jade asks Stokely, "What the hell about was that last week?" And he says that if there can be an AEW interim champion, they can have an interim baddie. <laughs> Way to just like bury this girl. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. She's like, she's just standing there, like, what the fuck? I still she be comes a out and she she's- does. She does about four different poses. 
four different Instagram poses and doesn't say anything. I like yeah. it. <laughs> like Jade's just like burying her and she has nothing to say about it. Yeah, it's I love it. She's like, I still want to be a baddie. What even this, then, like too, like yeah. Stokely kind of inadvertently buried her too, an interim baddie. Like that's the and best he said he paid her. <laughs> he said, and awesome. then he said, like the thing he whispered into her ears is that he would give her eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred. Is that what he said? Dude, yeah. Stokely Hathaway is fucking awesome, man. He's uh, yeah. so he funny. Was like, <laughs> you say he, he was, was like, like, "Why don't you sign with Rinky Dink? Why don't you sign with Rinky Dink Enterprises? We'll give you eleven hundred. This is Joey. That's now you know the price that you're missing out on for not winning this baddie search. Eleven <laughs> hundred. Get your old goofy looking ass out of here. No, so, um, like he, he this, just, like oh. seeing this right after you know um, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, like our make a great tag team, and they're celebrating the ring, looking like fucking like top of the heap in women's wrestling, and then we cut to this. And, like, all the women look great, but we know, like, what it's like when they get in the ring. It's always a mixed bag. At least we have two so sides was, of the coin. We have some good yeah, personality. Yeah, exactly and, yeah. and, like, dude, did you see, like, uh, Stokely he was like, he was like, if you can't name every single member of the Wu-Tang Clan and remember our Wingstop order, we're not fucking with you. Or he said something <laughs> along those lines. Or he's like, we're so, not interested. So you think even as an interim baddie, you're, like, you're, you're only an interim baddie. Like, you, you still have to, like, meet all this criteria? That's That's a lot. <laughs> I remember our wing stop order. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, you're right. We had we but we yeah, we had both sides of the coin here and like I defy Stokely to name every artist on the Wu Tang Killer Bees album. <laughs> Could you do it? Hell no, I couldn't. I remember they had those Jewish guys those Jewish guys. I remember what those guys were I'm trying to remember what those guys were called. Well, moving on, we had Tony Schiavone with Daniel Garcia, and he challenges Yuta for the ROH peer title. I thought this was a pretty solid promo. He didn't have any of like the goofy sports entertainment stuff, but it was you know he's just really serious. Like yeah, you know like we got to know each other in blood and guts. You know he bled. You saw me bleed, but you know he's gonna take this peer title off of him. So that match will be on Death Before Dishonor. Uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I think both these guys are pretty good, and they're young guys that we'll have for a long time. This has a lot of potential. I know Joey hates on Yuta, but, but I'm, I I'm really excited to Daniel see this Garcia. because, yeah, both of these guys are kind of booked on the same level right now. So mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're gonna just let them have a match because there's really we got to make this person look good or this person. You know, I don't think there's any of that going into this match. They're both about the same spot on the card, so all they got to do is make themselves and each other look good. And I think we're gonna get just a fucking just straight up wrestling match. Well, and the um, thing is, too, fun. like, like this could be, like, the start of, like, you know, just, like, this generational feud almost, right? Like, these guys could be, this could be something that they come back to, like, for years. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, this could be, like, main event of All Out one day. Yeah. You're admitting that, Joey, about Will or Yuta? I, well, <laughs> the, the way the way they, I didn't say that I would like it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I just said that, uh, like, that's the way they're building it. Like, I mean, I don't have to like Edge versus you know john cena you know but that would be a main event on a show somewhere or it has been so <laughs> yeah so in some parallel timeline edge yeah. versus cena has probably made event. you know what i you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah. but like I, I like i said uh like if in the golden age of ring of honor when uh you had like a you know the the strong class of like danielson and joe and everybody like this is where daniel this is where uh daniel garcia would be he would be on ring of honor so in a prominent spot on Ring of Honor. Yeah. We then have the FTR promo. They call themselves 7-Star FTR, and they challenge the Briscoes for a rematch to prove that they are 
unequivocally the best tag team in the world. Uh, Dax had a pretty nice line. It was like, the beauty of wrestling is that you can have uh, different opinions and whatnot, but you can also be wrong <laughs> for not thinking they're <laughs> the best tag team. <laughs> they mentioned the Briscoe brothers on TV, and it's like almost like uh, it's almost like subversive, it feels like, because we've talked about it on the show before. I was just really glad to hear them get mentioned on TV, and for them to be putting over this match is, is huge. Yeah. And fuck, I mean, it just sucks that the Briscoes can't come on TV and fucking have a face-to-face to build this hey, thing. Hey, there's a few weeks yeah. left. You never know. <clears throat> Man, yeah, just I'll be so shocked. It just seems like all the reports are true about them essentially being banned. If if Okay, so we thought that they were losing the titles so that he, they could be like, wash their hands of them or whatever because they weren't allowed to be employed. But... The fact that they are coming back shows that either something's changed or it was bullshit in the first place. No, because the whole thing was Warner didn't want them on their TV. They didn't want them showing up. Is that up all and, it is? And this paper that was what is not, the report was. Well, yeah, if they're, if yeah, you, yeah, if yeah, they're working at an ROH, not on if they're, work, or, if they're working at an ROH TV deal, like wouldn't they it, have the, run into it the same problem? Depends who it's with. It, it, they don't have to. You know, Tony's not. I don't think. I don't know the contract. Yeah. States, but he's not necessarily beholden just because he buys another company that he has to go with TNT if it's a wrestling company. I don't, I, that would be a weird thing to have and be a, a weird, like, I'm pretty sure it's not beholden to, have to that. A, yeah, Fair I, I enough. wouldn't imagine. Well, he's, so I don't guess it will be on there unless, you know, if, if well, he actually ends up even, doing an HBO well, Max deal, that's different. Well, even still, like, you can look at, you know, WWE, SmackDown, and <clears throat> Raw are on two different networks. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, there's, fair enough. There's no illusion that, you know, those are part of the same brand well he right. cle- he clearly wants the briscoes and that's awesome that's yeah. that's all i need to know i'm sure he'll find a place for them at some point i mean i'm guessing it's just going to be ring of honor going yeah. forward i'm just i'm hoping that well, ring, ring of honor is going to need full-time. tag teams yeah i'm hoping it's going to be a full-time venture you know with tv and regular pay-per-views we're still yeah, we're still a couple <laughs> weeks out um and like Maybe we'll they show see up on TV. Wow! Dude, but, yeah, yeah, head's gonna pop. Yeah, I mean, in the, these, they do it in the right venue. These next couple of dynamites are gonna be big, big shows. It's Fighter Fest. Yeah. So, do you, do you think the Briscoes need to take back the titles? If um, they are going, let's just say they're going forward full time. Roh. Uh, promotion. I don't do necessarily know if they need to. Part of me is like kind so. of like, you know, it's cool like having FTR. <laughs> versus the box of like all the titles but at the same time like i think they're worried that like you know the AEW title is still supposed to be like the big one even now it kind of feels like the roh one's a bigger deal because it's on ftr mm-hmm. and their iwgp champions yeah and, and yeah that was, how's that gonna play out so like yeah and triple a <laughs> so like i mean i i could see them like uh this all leading to ftr getting the AEW champion tag team championships too and they have they're gonna have everything, and that's mm-hmm. that's the story that they're obviously trying to tell. This has been a long time coming, and yeah, I don't see Briscoe's winning. I, I think they will. I think they will. Well, remember remember last time, um, the Bucks you know attacked uh, Briscoe's after the match. I mean, I I could I could see like them losing, and then moving on to uh, work with the Bucks or something. Like maybe the Bucks get involved and okay. Like I could see the like Briscoe's working with the Bucks again. Okay, that would be great. But yeah, yeah, it'll be after the Fighter Fest 
you know. Exactly. It'll be like yeah. yeah it'll be like after after ROH and or, or this, this pay per view and everything. That takes us to the main event: Brody King versus John Moxley for the AEW Interim Championship. I thought this was a pretty great match. Um, Brody has looked. Uh, I mean, he looked really good last week, but he had a couple matches where there was you know, some stuff that wasn't necessarily perfect. But I thought he looked really good in this match. Um, Mox has been you know, just kind of on a tear in general lately. Um, what'd you guys think of this? I thought it was awesome. He's already gotten his like hangman's choke. He's already gotten that over. Oh yeah, or, like the one in the corner too was like really like, yeah. just, like that. There was people really bought he's, that and. He did it to Darby. He did it to. He's done it to Mox. He did it. Uh, he did it in that angle they shot over the weekend. Like he's already gotten that over as as like a setup, like a big old setup for whatever he's gonna do, which is fucking awesome. So the they, problem when when he did it to me is I couldn't because he was choking me so hard I couldn't get the safe word out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but like he's a uh, he's he's gotten it over and they they took a really big stride in. Uh, Making him a viable, um, a yeah, viable like, upper I mean, upper tier upper mid card guy. Yeah, and, and you, like, know, you know maybe one day a main eventer. Yeah, like I don't think anyone like thought he was like had a realistic shot at winning this. Just like yeah. he's not someone that they've built that way. But like you know this like that's just like how awesome like and this week it like really hit me like this company yeah. is where like there's at least a dozen guys who you give them a couple weeks of like solid build. And they could be a credible like main eventer yeah. like like not not even just a main eventer they could be your champion. Yeah, and he was he was a hundred percent elevated by this match. And that was yeah. the best part about it. And he's he's getting in better shape. Like you can tell, he's yeah he's toning down, and he's you know probably making strides to be more athletic. But he's still a big guy. Right now, I mean, he's still second banana to Alistair Black and their faction. For but now, he's something there. Yeah, for now, yeah, he's he doesn't do much talking. Did you see? Um, did you did you see the the angle from the weekend? No, but so, I well, let's, the let's talk about let's talk about the match, and then I'll, we'll talk, let's talk about the match, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, and and you you know when you're asking what we thought about this, it was as good as I expected, um, mm-hmm, but enough. no more, but no more. You know. Yeah. I had yeah, it met my expectations, but it wasn't like holy shit, I gotta watch that back as soon as possible. There was this cool angle. I can't remember what Birdie did to take down Mox, but there was this uh, camera angle where like you see like through like Mox's shoes and like his feet are like twitching from like the impact still, and it's just like mm-hmm. looking. The camera's just like looking up at Brody through that angle. I thought that was a really like neat cool, like, yeah. way to like portray him as like this you know just this behemoth. Yeah, Brody. I don't know if he's had his real signature match yet. I guess right Not now yet. this would be it because it's for a championship and it was the yeah. main event of Dynamite. Um, but I don't know that he's really had his signature match just yet. Like he's still getting there, and he was kind of a late starter in wrestling. Like he has—he's not one of those guys that's been training since he was 16. I don't think. I think he decided later in life to do it. So he's still getting experience. That's you know a thing to remember. Even though it's crazy to think that because. The Ring of Honor stuff and New Japan stuff and mm-hmm. now AEW stuff, but he's still getting better. He's still learning. Yeah. He's still adding that experience. A real signature match is probably in the near future for him. For sure. I thought this might be it. I don't think this was quite it, but it was still really good. So after the match, um, so the match was good. Uh, they did some stuff off camera, and I don't know if they didn't have time for this. This was on they... Fight TV. Okay, so this was on Fight, but they it, it was it was after it went off the air. Um, on cable and 
Uh, I don't know if it was it was meant to be on the air or if they've been wanting to do this whole guerrilla marketing thing for this match for, or this whole time. Uh, he he leaves the match. Darby comes out and uh, or Malachi comes out to like you know say hey good try good try, and then Darby comes out and says hey you earned this that was awesome you know you belong here and tried to shake his hand, and uh, um, it's a Brody, weird thing to do. Well, you know you know it. I, I, they know each other like they've had there's like a match out there where they had like it was like a there's no ring and they have like a match and like i don't know if it's like a bar or what but it looks it's crazy it's a pretty fucking cool match too but they they know each other pretty well they're both straight edge dudes they uh um they're buds and um they both like code orange probably <laughs> and um but well, you don't remember edge. that video at the you don't remember that fucking video of that shitty code orange show where Fucking Brody like picks Darby up and like throws him into the crowd. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, I don't know, but they're they're <laughs> yeah. they're buds and they're obviously they're they're gonna work together. And um, so he fucking tries to shake his hand, and Brody doesn't shake his hand. He just walks to the back. So then uh, over the weekend, people have these cell phone videos, and Darby's well, doing. It looked like he kind of hesitated for a second, but like Malachi is there, like kind of looking. Yeah, at he him. he did. Yeah, he did hesitate. Um, so like. Darby's doing a signing at like a skate shop or something, like a Zoomies or some shit. A Zoomies. I, I fucking hope it wasn't Zoomies. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I was, I was saying that as like a joke. It's, I don't know what. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was a fucking Pack Sun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh it's, oh some, it's some. It's some shop. And uh, um, Brody King shows up, and people have cell phone video of this, and just starts beating Darby's Journeys. ass. It's like a journey's, <laughs> and uh, he starts beating Darby's ass, and then gives him a power bomb through his merch table, and oh, uh, yeah, Imagine it's fucking awesome. It was it, yeah, it's really fucking awesome, and I just think it's so funny to look at, and everybody's like oh, and like fucking booing for for um, you know booing Brody and going boo, yeah, it's, just it's, like it's, it's so funny. weird that that's the fucking reaction you're having in like a public place, and like yeah, oh, shit. these guys I just are came fighting. in to get some fucking grind kings, yeah. dude, and fucking this big guy came in and tossed this dude through a fucking table. So I, I, just think, I just think it's Scary. hilarious. Nobody's calling the police or anything like that. They're just like they know exactly what the fucking deal is, and it's a work and. It's just a really funny visual, but it's cool. And uh, he gives Darby rescue nine one one rescue nine one one. I came in to buy some Swiss bearings, and this big monster guy came in and threw the skater through the table. Rescue nine one one. And he gets, uh, you know, he, he gives him the power bomb to the table, and yeah, and, and then uh, I guess that's where they're going with that. We're gonna get that that signature match that you're talking about could very well be Darby versus Brody. Oh man, yeah, I bet it will be. It, it definitely oh, has fuck. like. All the fucking makings of it. And those guys have That's worked a, together yeah. a lot in the past. They know each other well. It's a great match yeah. for All Out. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. If they can wait that long to have it, which I don't know if they can. I mean, they could, they could, you know, they could do some kind of injury angle with they need, yeah. Darby. Yeah, they and could. They should them. just build it. Like, just fucking yeah. build it every week on TV. Just, yeah. Yeah. Because All Out will be what, Labor Day weekend? Yeah, it's uh, September 4th. All right, moving on to AEW Rampage from July 8th. And we open up with Eddie Kingston versus Konosuke Takeshita. This was excellent. Pretty much everything you would expect from these guys. A lot of just like, you know, like classic Japanese wrestling tributes. Masturbatory, Masawa, Jumbo, Saruta, (laughs) fucking spots. This was was, uh, was match of the week for sure. Yeah, I think so too. But man, there was... A lot of shit between uh, just straight up cribbed from those um, uh, Saruta and, and Misawa matches, like spots well, and, right out. Of, like, yeah. like if we're gonna if we're gonna criticize people for doing that with Bret Hart, 
you pretty much have to do it here too. With that said, I loved it. <laughs> and if this would have had, if this would have had any kind of build, let's say like there was a history with Eddie standing in AEW and Takeshita was like the up and comer, like this would have been just the way this played out would have been just incredible and probably would have needed 10 more minutes and need, needed to main event on pay-per-view. Um, yeah. As it stands, like neither one of the guys are really like Takeshna is not the guy who's like, dude, he's about to win the AEW title. It's just a matter of time. And Eddie's not a guy who's been like the, you know, ace of the company, even apart from all that, this still was because that's the way this match kind of played out. Like if that was the situation, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but when they're even both with like, that they're said, both students of like very much the same yes, type yeah. of wrestling, and yeah. in that regard, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love, but and I, I agree, it was still match. Style. It was still match. It was still match of the week, and it was fucking awesome, and, and I loved it. And Takeshita is fucking. Oh my god, he's my he's my current favorite wrestler. Like I decided, okay. <laughs> I decided that this week. Fair enough. <laughs> this this uh, this sparked a lot of um, like Eddie Eddie was trending on Twitter. Because somebody uh, was fat shaming him, and like if that's what you took away, there was from this there were some spots where I mean there were some spots where it high, highlighted like you know his pot belly or whatever, right, yeah. kind of like hanging down, and just it is what it is. Like, what did you think? Like, yeah, we've already been through this with him. Exactly. You know? Well, yeah. he was trend- he was trending on Twitter. Part of his character. He was trending on Twitter, and like it's um, and like people came to his aid big time, and that's why he was that's, trending. Yeah. People fucking Good. backed Eddie, and if this, if anything, this person that talked shit about him, this just helped him so much because people fucking feel for Eddie. They love Eddie, and uh, if this is what you, if, if you're the kind of person that took this, took that from this match, then you don't fucking like wrestling. Who are yeah. you? Yeah, like, like, do you actually like wrestling or not? Because this shit doesn't matter. Like, what you don't like Dusty Rhodes too? Like, Dusty come on, Rhodes, Adrian Adonis. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's. You know, a lot of guys. Mark Henry. You know, that, yeah, Mark, Mark Henry had more of like a power belly from like powerlifting. That's kind of yeah, not what. That's kind of not what Dusty and and Eddie have going on. But big, still, big thing guys. Just, after a match like this, the fact that some dickhead went. The reason he was training is because yeah. some dickhead said that. That's too bad. It shows yeah. how fucking stupid yeah. we are as a culture mm-hmm. to not appreciate great shit and get hung up on little things. And I guess in some regards, we're all guilty of that. Not this specific kind of you know misthinking or whatever but we're all guilty of getting hung up on little things that don't matter sometimes but it's and it's too bad when you have a match like this and i mean it would have been great if it was like i thought you were gonna say eddie was trending because this match was so fucking good no i mean then the match was so good it's america yeah but i'm saying it was but of course that's not why he's trending because it's america yeah (laughs) um yeah the finish to this was also great like just like the exchanging like two of their finishers each and then Eddie just like mm-hmm. falling over on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. And the commentary was just like, you know, if, if he didn't fall, if he wasn't lucky, you know, this probably would have mm-hmm. been a double count out victory. I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. I was watching this. This was Amber and Takesha is probably like her second favorite wrestler behind Dan Housen. And okay. uh, oh, God. very, and very she, different. She, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, she just really likes, it's like everybody likes Takesha and like, but she every time he's on, you know, and he's losing, you know, he's not somebody that they've been building or anything like that. But they do use him, and uh, she's always like, they always do him dirty. They always do him dirty, and I, you know, I, I enjoy hearing yeah. her reaction because she's a brand new wrestling fan, and uh, you know, I don't say anything. I love hearing her reaction to it and everything. And then like um, when Eddie fell over on on the Takesha, she, he lost, 
she was still happy and she goes she goes oh my god he got tired and that's how he pinned him and i was like yeah and she goes she goes that means he that means Takesha hung with him and i was like yeah, yeah. like her yeah her fucking was- like like instincts and reaction was like exactly what you like she's that's what you're the new looking for. for whether or not yeah shit they're doing works exactly yeah, so. and like i fucking love that and uh and i was like yeah that's exactly what Wait it a was minute, no because dan housen's her favorite wrestler <laughs> that's the <laughs> brand, that's a robert like she's that's what people like you know maybe jaded wrestling fans don't like dan housen but he's a fucking he's probably their top merch seller right now so yeah. and uh um, people like him well people you like know, people liked him before he was out selling AEW shirts before he was even signed yeah so that's true at, at that tells you anything well, I think uh, I think she'll be a little disappointed next week. Well, she'll be happy to see Takeshita next week, but he is up against John Moxley for a title eliminator match. I showed her that, and she was pumped. Okay. So what does that mean? Does it essentially if mean, he wins, like, if, he gets a title she, shot? She, yeah, and she was excited to see him get an opportunity. Like just just Fair just happy to happy for him to get an opportunity. Put so. him over. Put him over. Right. Let's give him that world title match. Oh my! He'd be a, he'd be he'd be a just fine champ. He'd be a great challenger for. For Mox at All Out, like if he wins this match and they start pl- building a match to at All yeah, Out, yeah, I mean we don't get like, fine. a match at All Out. Yeah, it would be fine. We're not going to get a unification. It would, just, it would be a there. weird turn of events because you know he hasn't. <laughs> CM Punk's not going to be back then. Wins. Yeah. Well, he who knows? I don't, we don't know, but it would be a weird turn of events because Takeshita hasn't been getting any big singles wins. I mean, they they could still do it, and they should. Do I mean, it, if, and if they he should ends also. Up, Put the belt on him, and, I mean, and he much should also only, hold it for five I mean, if, years. If, if he ends up, get, he's he has lost a lot, but if he ends up getting a win over the champ, then he's mm-hmm. undeniable, and you can't. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest singles win you can have. So, yeah, I mean, yes, I you know, he's been kind of hidden from our view because we don't watch DDT. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm saying this as someone who doesn't watch DDT, but is is he? too big for ddt to go back to ddt now oh yes. i don't i rarely hear anybody talking about I mean, that promotion he's saying I, I never do either like he's saying the, he loves wrestling in america like i never heard people yeah. really talking about it before even when like kota bushi was there mm-hmm. yeah or Kenny. <sighs> yeah and that yeah, doesn't mean their like, stuff isn't good like their stuff is probably good but like and japanese promotions are yeah. so hard to follow and like everyone's asking me like should we start watching stardom and i was like i'm down to watch stardom with you but like it's just we just need to know what shows are good because some of that stuff is like shit tier and some of it's amazing and some of it's shit tier. And, and like, like the Japanese shows, they don't necessarily really. I mean, don't extrapolate too much of this, but like they don't really like book around like storylines as much. Like they there are stories still, but like yeah. they're so long form that well like, they don't have weekly television shows. Yeah. They do like they do like tours. They do what you're, what are called tours, but they still have the same like monthly big show. Like yeah. uh like large show um monthly large shows sorry yeah and I mean like I might just go really back for, for stardom and like I know like which matches were considered good like I might yeah. just go back and like just these are the matches that Meltzer yeah. rated five stars or above I'll watch them like or yeah but, but if you, if you want to keep up with it you know I think yeah, like keeping their big shows their big shows are gonna be like Osaka probably and you know maybe Karukan Hall or something like that like that's where their big shows are going to be like in the bigger like uh towns and stuff like that mm-hmm. so like maybe those are the shows like oh they're going to osaka here let's watch that let's watch that show and i think something. the thing about stardom is that we want to watch stardom's best matches right yeah i don't want to watch that clown chick but <laughs> in, in the, but the stuff you're calling shit tier 
it's appealing to a completely different type of audience and a different type of culture. I know there's a lot of Americans that are into that culture or whatever, and I think there's a derogatory term for them, right? Um, <laughs> I think I think you're referring to weeb. Yes. So <laughs> no, but that's not, dude. Yeah, it's no not really weeb because it's no, not like yeah. anything. Like who's but, who yeah, likes but, but who likes very, the clown girl? Who likes the clown it's girl? Very, but I'm just saying it's very much part of that same culture that anime springs. The other, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's okay. it's still very much a part of that culture that a lot of that anime type shit springs forth. Uh, the the stuff that we're calling shit here that's char- <laughs> like really heavy character work, and the wrestling is almost secondary. Sure. Is it even they, character work? They, do you call it work or do you call it something else? I mean, it's like whatever. It's a pre- it's a I presentation. It, I it's, call it's, it a it's character some type bow of, movement. It's some type of expression of their popular culture it's basically okay. i i would i would describe it like the clown at least is like kind of like a bad version of Danhausen. Okay, like, yeah, i so don't think that's okay. i don't think that's like the character she has but like you know it's like a similar <laughs> thing where it's like you're not watching this person because like they're a great in ring worker you're watching them for I, like yeah some goofy stuff that they do and like that goofy stuff clearly doesn't sit well with joey i've only seen her like once it didn't really hit with me either I think that's a great example, the Danhausen thing, because the guy can, you know, he's not a good wrestler, and he's the number one shirt seller. So and so they keep putting him on TV because he makes money because it's some part of the uh, reflective of some part of our culture that appeals to people, and I think that's the same thing you're seeing over there, and I think that's a big part. We of we don't necessarily know that that is that appeal because I don't necessarily know how big stardom is over there. Period. To be honest, like they're not. True, um, but just just in the fact that they're solvent yeah. enough to keep running shows, um, <laughs> man, that's a low bar to pass. <laughs> no, true, true, it is. But I mean, and they're also in the conversation. Sure, you know, for we're we're talking about it. So, I, I mean, it's making an. They're impact. more in the conversation than DDT to get back to like the original point. Honestly, this, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because yeah. like, yeah. like DDT, I mean, I think. The only time that I like I see it like pop up like where people talk about it, is like there's like some stuff like that like Maki Ito does over there. And, I like, just wish I never stuff... heard anything about Takeshita until like seeing him here, and it was like and like they made like I know with like the Lethal match like Jay Lethal made a big deal like about like yeah you know I respect this Takeshita guy and whatnot. He like seemed like familiar with him, and then like it's like yeah like this guy is just a fucking great worker. I just wish this stuff wasn't so hard to fucking follow. And then you like oh. you go you go onto like their like the websites like even New Japan World's like website is just fucking atrocious. It's it not that bad. To... It's pretty bad. It, it's I mean it, when, you know when you click the English dude, content like I mean I, really I'm only going mm-hmm. on there to look at the schedule and to and to well, click yeah, on right. Like, that's right. Shows. I think it's right. really bad. Is that's I why go it's there bad. to look at the schedule and it's not the easiest thing to find. It's not. And then like if you want to watch, really? certain, I just, yeah, it says if, schedule if you wanna, up in the. If you want to if you want to like go back and watch matches too, it's also difficult. And that and and the New Japan site. The New Japan World site is the good one. So when you go to the New Japan oh, wait, World the New, site, I, I the mean very, the New Japan very, site. The New Japan site is awful. Yeah, the it's, New Japan yeah. World site. There's just schedule right there. It's just. To I'm, the talking right of, I'm, logo. Talking, it's I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Easy. I think. I still think it's hard to navigate. I, I guess we'll just disagree. But I mean, I've never had trouble. That's that's so, the pro. That's well, the. That, I'll, I'll, that's I'll kind the, of talk briefly, real quick, on their website. The schedule. It's easy to find. However, all it does is like literally just list shows. It doesn't tell you it what was, they are. It just says. This is in Hokkaido. Uh, Hokkaido it'll, Professional it'll, Sports no, it says Center. what it is. Like, like it's G1 the fucking, Climax, it's the fucking G1. Yeah, G1. Like, you know, it'll, it'll, it, they have a card for it. You can click on lineup and look at it. Nah. Like, that's how I was able to see the first G1 card. 
if you want to go if you want to go back and watch stuff it's hard to find it really is and then the searches really? the searches always don't work it's not the and like the ui isn't the finish. best thing i've ever seen let me let me finish let me, let me finish my easy. thought i've never I've had just... trouble you can search for matches like i've never had trouble so like i feel like it's terrible and as good <laughs> and as good or bad it might be it's even worse like like it, it's the best one of all of them like it's the best like site that I've seen, a, a wrestling site for Japan that I've seen. If you go look at Stardom site, like Stardom World, it's even worse. It's far worse. So that's what I'm saying. Like I think it, I wish it would. It was easier to follow these companies. Well, Joey, there's your calling. What? Design their website. Do yeah. Do like Stardom US. Well, that's the thing. They don't. They won't partner yeah, they, up with Yeah, them. they don't have it. They don't, it's not. It clearly like. They have no interest in in promoting this to an international audience. They don't care. Well, they don't. Joey yeah. hasn't made his pitch. They don't care. I mean, they, they they like they they might not realize that there's a problem. I don't know. I I don't. I have no idea. But they it really it's so bad. And plus, the New Japan website looks like something like ripped like right from like the early two thousands nineties as like a website design. It does not Which look like a professional I, yeah. business. website. The only thing it's missing is spinning skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going much. to newjapan.angelfire.com. GeoCities. <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> um, all right, we, we've we've spent a lot of time discussing <laughs> this. Uh, back to the show. Uh, we get a quick Athena and Chris Statlander promo. Uh, they clarify that they are still building for the match against Jade Cargill. Surprise, surprise. You get a hook don't forget video about package. us. Yeah, you get a hook video package. Like Davey said, they are like presenting him very strong. They're presenting him as like this attraction almost. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We then get <clears throat> the Gates of Agony, Tully Blanchard's team versus Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. And this was uh, interesting. This was a surprising mm-hmm. match. So Lee Moriarty's in first. He is um, just struggling against these guys. They're like just, you know, the usual babyface and peril stuff. He tries to get a tag from Gresham, but Gresham is distracted, quote unquote, by Tully Blanchard. And then finally, there's this big build for a hot tag. Gresham's just going crazy, like you know, he's there to take the tag. And right as Lee does like the jump to get the tag, he pulls his hand away, walks down mm-hmm. to the ramp, shakes his hands with Tully Blanchard, and he turns heel. So we get an opportunity from Jonathan Gresham to. Have some personality here, and uh, this is a good move, I think. Yeah, if he can carry it. When? Yeah. Well, he doesn't need to. What's this tag team again? G- Gates fuck, of I just, Agony. I don't Gates remember the guys' names, but it when Gates when of they Agony's were team. when they were coming to the ring, I expected there to be jobbers waiting for them when they got in the ring. <laughs> I didn't because I didn't look at the card, and I was I thought there was just going to be a squash match highlighting them. Which is weird because last week they promoted this as like Lee Moriarty and Gresham versus these guys, which you would have thought these guys would have been the choppers by that logic. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So, yeah, but Lee did a really great job in his role of a guy who's who's getting beat up but not really losing any anything, and he mm-hmm. got some offense in and looks he still looked strong. And this is really how you get beat up and. And still get over, I think. Um, yeah. And this angle launched. This was very clear what was going on here. Uh, everybody looked good. Everybody looked important. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna have their match, I guess, on TV. Is it going to be on yeah. Rampage next week? Yeah, or? they said Rampage next week for their title match. Badass. Okay. I like Lee. I like. I like. 
I like Jonathan Gresham, Jonathan Gresham a lot, and I like Lee Moriarty a lot. I think I think this is smart, like because mm. I, I don't know who they're going to have for Gresham at the pay per view, but like I was kind of like I'm like I like me Lee Moriarty, but I don't think he's like yeah, yeah pay per view yeah, yeah. like same, world title match material. Same thoughts, yeah, and not, yeah, he's not like, quite there yet. Well, we'll just do it on Rampage. I'm like cool. <laughs> I get Gresham yeah. on TV, like sweet. I wonder if unless they you know keep this going, I wonder who will be Gresham's opponent. On the pay-per-view, because it's on, what, the 23rd? 4th, 24th. 24th? So, yeah, man, coming up in less than two weeks. Yeah. They got two weeks of TV two to give us TV. an opponent for the guy. And I, I don't know, unless it, unless they're going to carry Lee on, but like you said, I don't know if he's quite in that spot. I, I mean, know. they've got a, a ton of guys they could maybe... I, mean, I don't know, they, they'd, it'd probably be someone that you've like seen on TV more, if I had to guess. Like, I could... I- I could maybe I don't know if it would be smart. I could maybe see them slotting like Claudio in that spot. Yeah, I could see that too. But also I could see them uh I could see like they could they could do something in this match with Lee Moriarty and he becomes like a very sympathetic baby face and you could easily have like a good build for a, a okay. underdog baby face for this baby. Yeah, you know okay, so if they do that this week and next week including what we saw on Rampage, you've got three weeks to get Lee Moriarty over, and I guess they're off to a good start. So maybe they do, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe they end up doing this, doing a rematch on the pay-per-view. But it's really not going to be the main event. No. That, yeah, it definitely <laughs> yeah. won't. Yeah, I can see that. And maybe if they know it's not going to be a main event, maybe that's why they would yeah, do Yeah, maybe this. they are just okay. If, like, yeah, you know what? These guys put on a good match. Maybe it's not the most exciting thing from a drawing power standpoint but uh is is briscoe's ftr match of the year so far hmm. that's hard to say it is really hard to say but it's the one when you ask me that question it's well, the first I, match you gotta, i think of, i mean i have to tell you that i mean i would say uh okada osprey was better uh, okay back yeah back from early in the year yeah i mean i know we were there for it and everything yeah uh, so that maybe that informs my opinion but Everyone else seems to have a pretty high opinion of it too. I mean, I definitely have a high opinion of it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, like, is it match like match of the year so far type opinions? I mean, it's it, it's definitely in the in the conversation. It's, yes, it's, yeah, at the very least. Conversation. Okay. Anyway, that's another digression. I'm just excited for it. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's I'm working. Like, I feel like Willow. I feel like Willow. I'm pumped. I'm jazz. I'm thrilled. I'm all these things. <laughs> <laughs> We then get a Eddie Kingston promo. Says that Takeshita is the future, but he's not done with Chris Jericho. He's really pissed about what he did to Ruby. Just, you know, Eddie Kingston's a great promo, you know. Hot take of the century, right? Um, and he challenges him to a barbed wire match. Not an exploding barbed wire match, just a barbed wire match. So is it a, yeah. a no-rope barbed wire match? Like, is it like Terry Funk style? I, I mean, he is a, he is a big Terry Funk that. mark, but... That's what I got the impression of. I started to get that impression, and then I remembered it's AEW, so I could see it just being like there's like some barbed wire boards in the corner and shit like that, barbed wire bats I mean, and like, shit around went, the ring, plunder. I mean, outside of the explosives, they went all out for that exploding barbed wire death match. The match was good. It just should have just been a no rope barbed wire match. Wasn't and it? Fuck the. Ex- I mean, it I was. Mean, it but was. I'm oh, yeah, like explosive minus the, the explosion. Like explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it, yeah. You just. I wouldn't mind them doing an explosion match and doing it right this time. I wouldn't either. Didn't they say like he he's like oh I learned my lesson and I won't fucking do that again or whatever. Yeah, he said he wouldn't get those like you know he would make sure the explosives actually fucking worked. But yeah, 
Will there be ragdoll physics in the exploding barbed wire match? (laughs) They have to have that in the game, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Just do it properly. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see Chris Jericho fucking get like blown off the ground with the exploding barbed wire. But yeah, he said he's gonna make Chris bleed for all of his sins. Every person that was at the Capitol on January sixth, including his ruby. He <laughs> says for my ruby. For yeah. my ruby. Yeah, he really. Uh, they they put over like they're fucking. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, aren't you married? Like it was weird. My ruby. You know, yeah. like as we talked about at the top of the show. Um, I can't. I does... care about everybody. <laughs> hey, you know, just because you're married doesn't stop you. Um, all right, moving on. We have. He also told um, Takeshita to say hi to Juno Akiyama for him. Yeah, and he stuck his tongue. He wants. He wants that match. We. Uh, they even talked about that <laughs> in the media scrum. I think. They um, really like. I, I think it was Mox was there with Tony. So like, you know, yeah. he really wants to wrestle him, and then. Tony's like, like, I think I can, can make happen. that one. Yeah, like we can. He's <laughs> like, I think I can work that one out. Akiyama is last time we saw him he was in Homeboy's face, right? In that interpromotional match. Yeah. So he still looks badass. Yeah, he's still awesome. All right. Moving on, we had Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez versus a couple of jobbers, Kayla Sparks and Christina Marie. Uh this is basically what you'd expect. Uh Deeb wins with the Serenity Lock. Then uh Mercedes argues with her, Deeb attacks her, and taps Mercedes out with the Serenity Lock. Um, immediately, like that was like you know no resistance to that tap out. Obviously, it wasn't a match. She started tapping. Yeah, like immediately. Oh, shit. Uh, and then this is the pay per view match for these two at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, it's I. That's a good opponent for her for the show since she's the ROH Women's Champion, and hopefully we'll get a Lacey return to challenge the winner. Lacey, <laughs> I heard Allison Danger is free. I would, you know what? We didn't talk about it at the top of the oh, show, yeah. but that was something I did want to talk about. It's the it's the Allison yeah. Danger stuff, and I mean, yeah, they they I haven't didn't give her much this, money and happened? fired her. So, man, God, it sucks that oh, we had to wait, talk with yeah, it I now. do remember that. Yeah, I mean, but, it's, yeah. it's 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 a story, but it just sounds like all the other stories where they they promise people the world, they yeah. pay them jack shit. And then they like move well, down they to Florida, and then they get fired. They weren't Sounds paying like... him. He, she, they weren't paying her jack shit. Is it's the fact that like they hired <laughs> her. Also, like the the fucking budget cuts. Oh, we remember they fucking fired all if those people. If they're paying her substantial, she wouldn't be in as big a bind. Remember where they where they uh, when they fired fired all these well, people during. Now COVID. we know why there was all those budget cuts, right? Yeah, they fired all these people during COVID for budget cuts, and then like meanwhile, twelve million dollars was given out. You know, for hush money, insane. But no, well, that, that was like so, this is basically this is course of entirely years before beside, COVID. This is entirely beside the point. But could you imagine paying twelve million dollars for like the like bare minimum sex? Like <laughs> right, like oh seven point five million for a blowjob. Completely beside the point. You can you insane. can take a Tinder date out for dinner and probably get the same exact sex. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's Vince, Vince McMahon probably could have jumped on Tinder and he's gotten... Like, yeah, straight enough, up. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, are you looking for a relationship or just sex? Just sex! <laughs> God. Bobby, your sugar daddy. Guys like that, guys like that, I know he's a... Yeah, he could have been a sugar daddy. Can you imagine somebody finding Vince McMahon on Tinder, though? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it would have worked for him, Let's. I'll be honest. And, like, but he's, you know, he works so much and is so... You know, yeah. just engulfed in that world, he probably doesn't see 
you know, he's around those women and he can't fucking because he's a piece of shit. Well, you know, fucking sexual predator. He can't fucking keep his impulse. If he would, if he was just aware of that, not a predator piece of shit, and he just wanted to get some fucking strange or whatever, he could have fucking. I guarantee he could have fucking a prostitute. That. Yeah. Not even a prostitute. Yeah, he could just go. He's famous, dude. Yeah. And unfortunately, dude, like famous people, and I'm not just I'm not calling out women for being groupies because men are like this too. <clears throat> famous people can get fucked anytime they want. Yeah, by, that's true. And that by people that meet their standards, it's just <clears throat> it's a fucking thing. I don't know. I guess Trump paid fucking Stormy Daniels like for her company at the time, right? Did he pretty <laughs> yeah. much? That was you, a paid gig for her before will you please she. Please suck my penis. <laughs> Anyway, and my little Ewok. <laughs> my little Ewok. <laughs> or was he calling her my little Ewok? <laughs> I was, you know, I just, re- I'm just really on a Star Wars kick right now. I've been rewatching all of the films. Okay, so anyway, so back to the point. Um, so they, they, they told Allison Danger that she was going to become a trainer or whatever. They had her move, like, um, move to the performance the, center. They had her move. They had her move all the way to fucking. Well, like, I mean, her job was in away. Florida, so she moved there. Yeah, she moved there. Yeah, but she moved there like to get settled in. She got like a fucking lease on her apartment, got ready to start, and they literally fired her before she could even start. That's insane that they did all of that. I and, thought like, she. I thought she was already no, working there. I didn't realize no. that they fired her even before if, she if, started. If they, if it wasn't before they started, she started. It was like right after she started. So, like, it wasn't that they weren't going to pay her very well. It's that, like, she didn't even make any money. She probably spent all her money, like, moving and everything. Yeah. Like, and, like, and so it was gone. And now she's stuck in this lease that she can't leave, uh, you know. And uh, apparently her husband's back home, and he's the one that has to, like, be the breadwinner at the moment. And, uh, you know, they're paying two rents and stuff like that. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sounds like typical WWE. That's fucked, MO. man. Of course, yeah. But I don't know. I just thought that was so shitty. And uh, John Cena will go on uh, Howard Stern and say, "You know, she just wasn't that good, Howard." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what did you think of? What do you think of Allison Danger as a talent? I mean, we watched her. In I, it's been so long. I haven't seen her since. I haven't. Um, I've never the, seen her. To be honest, I haven't uh, seen her since the late aughts. This the uh, the 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 um, sister I mean, of she was Carino. Yeah. She was good. She was one of the up and coming talents at the time in a yeah. in a women's wrestling scene that pretty much had no fucking like yeah. women pretty much had nowhere to fucking ply their craft. Yeah, you think the NXT was the fucking renaissance of women's wrestling? Fucking, um, well, I mean, Shimmer. I thought Shimmer, I thought, I thought like Stephanie ROH Jan created. Yeah, yeah shit. No, like if you think that old women out from the fucking underneath the foot of the patriarchy yeah. and fucking lifting them up to the, be the queens that they are today. ROH yeah, had, I mean, a, Shimmer, sister, ROH had yeah. a sister promotion called Shimmer, and that's that's where. But it really Shimmer, was. I mean, they weren't even Shimmer. I mean, just as good as some of those matches were, like they weren't drawing very much. No, and, not like, yet. Those women were. Uh-huh. But that's what I'm saying. Like there wasn't at that time in AEW or even the, you know that whatever four or five year window of the quote unquote women's res- revolution and WWE, none of that shit existed as, as you know, as false a front as a lot of that was, it still gave an opportunity to women who were actually talented in the ring to make some money and, um, or, or, or AEW or whatever. Like there wasn't really anywhere for them to do it at the time. Mm-hmm. So they had shimmer and they had some matches on ring of honor and a couple other indies, but 
Yeah, she was, un- unfortunately, like, she was in her prime during that time. I think if she was in her prime now, she'd be getting a shot on AEW. And, and yeah. you know, if she could make good on it, we'd maybe see her every week. But yeah, you know, now I don't know what she's going to do. Speaking of, like, Shimmer and stuff like that. So I remember we were watching a lot of that stuff back in the day. And they were showcasing, like, Sarah Del Rey on Ring of Honor and stuff like that. And Mis- uh, Mischief and... Um, all those girls and Shikara and, would have some, yeah. some shit for you know and for, for dude, women. I thought but not much. I thought I thought Sarah Del Rey was so fucking good, and I remember having a conversation about uh, we were ta- I was talking about it with Athena of all people, <laughs> and um, I said uh, Sarah Del Rey is like the best women's wrestler <laughs> in the world. I thought she was the best, and uh, it wasn't even close. And uh, I remember her getting so mad, and uh, she was like. She's like, she's not better than Mickey James. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, remark. She didn't watch any like any wrestling outside of that at the time. It was just really funny. And then, then I mean, fast, fast, a, fast yeah, forward, I mean, fast yeah. forward, and Saturday Night Raw the head trainer at you know at WWE that fucking is the person behind all of these all of the <clears> the, uh, the great women we watch now. Well, and some not so great women that we watch now too. Like, <laughs> True. She must be a proponent of the like fucking like running hair slam thing because that shit hasn't gone away. Wait, what? She, oh, I mean, uh, <coughs> you mean like the hair mares and shit? <laughs> the hair mares I, in that you know, spot. I never they, saw her do that. I, I never saw Sarah Del Rey do that in a match. There's just that that flying like hair. It's not even a hair mare. I don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, where they, 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 like, they do like a swing. It's like a little swing. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yes. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hate that shit. I want to see that in a men's match though. Anyway, I remember they were really funny. Like, like fucking uh, hair farmers out there to fucking pull it off. Like old, like Alondra Blaze matches. Those were funny. Like they would like pull and they swing really fast. It was legit funny. I remember like rewinding those like moves a bunch of times when I was a kid because they were so funny. Yeah, you guys ready for some foil (laughs) ASMR right in the middle of our podcast? What's what's the foil for? I have no idea. Oh, just some ASMR. It's an ASMR break. Anyway, go, oh, go ahead. Heating up, heating up some crack. <laughs> you guys relaxed? You guys <laughs> yeah. need to be relaxed Not to hear about yeah. this last segment. All right. Well, All we right. had uh, Tony Schiavone interview Tully and Gresham about this. Uh, Gresham said that he was frustrated that he hasn't been on TV since March, so he got the call from Tully and took him up on it. And we get Matt Seidel in Lee Moriarty's corner for a oh, later God. promo. Where he calls Gresham's actions dishonorable. And there's going to be repercussions. Dude. Dude, nothing like hearing threats from fucking Matt Seidel to make them seem like fucking. Stop letting Matt Seidel talk. Jesus Christ. It did make me think, though. Do you think he might be the challenger for the title? I hope not. I mean, I think he's good, but I don't think so. If he's in, a, if he's in the ring, he's not talking. You know what? It, it, it could be him. He is. Fun. I'd be like, fine with that. I yeah, mean, fuck, yeah, he's, a, might be he's okay. a ring of honor. He was fucking, like, he's a ring of honor fucking guy, and he's really good. So when he I'm when he was him. last, when he was last in ring of honor, he was being built as like a guy that like a he was being built. He was. I a, was. I loved his matches. Yeah, uh, you know, in the he was heel. You know, hmm. yeah, he was heel. He did that little cannon. I love that cannonball leg drop he would do. Yeah, and, he uh, wasn't. You know, he wasn't a good promo back then either, but. No. They also didn't give him too much time on the mic by design, and so you just got the matches. And he I did was, some good. I remember he did some good shit talking in the ring, though. Like I remember, like uh, I think he was wrestling the Briscoe or one of the Briscoes, and he was like, 
you know, they did like a leg drop and he goes, he goes, hey, that was a nice leg drop. Wasn't a cannonball though. And he did a cannonball. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Wasn't a cannonball though. Wasn't a cannonball though. <laughs> That's a nice leg drop, guys. But no, he was. He, he had to go back. I mean, he's he makes all that money as the lead singer for Saves the Day. Okay. Then... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he's a uh, he's very good, and like I said, he was being built as like a as a top guy in Ring of Honor when he before he left. So. And that takes us to the main event: Tony Nese versus Orange Cassidy with the weird contract uh, or petition signing stipulation, which I don't know if that would hold up in court. To be fair. Um, we have (laughs) at the start of this match um, a fun exchange on commentary between Tony Schiavone and JR Tony said you can't deny what Tony Nese brings to the ring and JR simply replies abs Sooner (laughs) sayings Sooner sayings oh my god (laughs) Um, but hey you know what like JR's commentary for this match actually wasn't that bad I kept waiting for yeah I kept waiting for him to say something funny this week and he kind of let me down well, is it because I mean, he, he so the funniest, the funniest thing funny. he might have said was that he felt that Tony Nese was more valuable to the company than Orange Cassidy? Um, oh wow! But you know that wasn't like so much like oh man, like you know, crazy yeah, that's Jr. Just that's statement. just like a weird thing to say. Yeah, but yeah. he really—I mean—he was like super into Tony Nese in this match. Tony Nese was so. This is Tony Nese's best yeah, match in AEW so far. Yeah, he's no, unbelievable. No he's awesome. I can't believe that he's so underrated. Jesus. You don't I mean, hear anybody talking about I mean, him, even you though hear he's me talking about him. We that's true. We we, we talk about. Him. I'm gonna talk when I talk about the consensus. I'm not talking about us. Yeah, but like it's we're it's, cool. it's yeah we're cool. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we like need, didn't we like when they were building need to catch for up. Sammy? We were like, oh, like hopefully he takes the title off of him. Like yeah, just two weeks into yeah. this reign. Yeah. Like, Remember, anyways, like like for like weeks he was just like watching. He was like watching Hook or watching people yeah. and jacking off or whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's. He's fucking fantastic. Jesus Christ. This was his best match so far in AEW for sure. This was really good. Yeah, this I, I don't know what else to say about it. It was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, apparently I did someone post this on uh Reddit that apparently this was longer than all the wrestling on SmackDown that same night. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, WWE's fucking embarrassing. Get that shit out of here already. God. If they if, if WWE like to cease to exist because of all this Vincent Man shit. It'll never happen. How what do you think? The, clo- you think, the, the, the closest think that can happen changes? is if like is if like they go for sale and Tony Khan buys them. Okay, but let's, mean, let's just let's just say let's just like without like, even like without even like talking about if it's even possible or not. If if W if WWE ceased to exist today, do those fans stay wrestling fans and they check out AEW because it's the only game in town, the way people like went to WWE because it was the only game in town? Or do they just disappear? How does AEW change? If they do, I, I think it's, does I a, think it's this, a mix. Because I know even when w, even when WWE became the only game in town, like there was yeah, a lot of ratings that just really shoot off. up. They <laughs> did true. shoot up in the short term briefly, but, but oh, they lost a lot of people. Does this this like, AEW, AEW's fan base? Do we stop getting those really awesome crowd reactions? And now we start getting "You suck, you suck, you suck" chants and shit like that. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Do, like, does it does does the whole fucking like fandom of of uh, of AEW change? I don't know. In the way it is, I feel like I don't know. I feel like the crowd reactions with WWE comes from like just kind of like this open like hostility and like hate watching to some extent. Like, 
I mean, like, I mean, granted, I feel like their crowds. No, lead. we're talking about the people. Like, much about that, but like, we're talk- like those snarky people. Like, I mean, they're not. I, I is does that come across like someone who's like actively enjoying the product? I mean, we're talking about people that bow for Vincent Man. So yes, I mean, it's such a hypothetical. I mean, one one website, one uh, financial analysis website that looks at like stock stock portfolios and shit and is looking at their the WWE stock. They've got like the value of the stock, but they value the company at over four and a half billion dollars. Right. So I mean, yeah, you can afford Tony a lot Khan of ain't buying that. that. <laughs> I don't know what Big Daddy Khan is worth, but I don't think he's buying a four and a half billion dollar company. You know what I mean? Hey, Shawn Michaels, that'll buy you a lot of mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> so we may as well talk about like if. The main event for WrestleMania, what if they flooded the Silver Dome and, you know, with five feet of water and had a hippo versus shark for the main event? <laughs> hippo versus shark. Oh my God. <laughs> how, is that, how is that not on Shark Week? What the hell? Great White versus Hippo. Oh, yeah. Are they event. doing like a Shark Week match? Oh, uh, the, yeah. The, no, no. The, uh, the barbed wire match between Kingston and Jericho, okay. the JAS is suspended in a shark cage. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like a cross promotion with Shark Week. Is Shark Week? Oh, because it's Discovery. Yeah. I thought it was. Beca- I thought. Oh yeah, I thought that's it was because same, I know yeah, Jericho that's... was in. Um, there was when he was doing that stuff <laughs> with Kevin Owens in WWE, but he was suspended in a shark cage for that. Uh, I don't know if that was like a reference to that or not, but. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, maybe maybe it is like just a, all Shark Week <laughs> promotion. Yeah, it's it's a straight up. I remember reading about it. It was like AEW is going to be heavily involved with the cross promotion with Shark Week. I read about it and I was like, what? How? And then yeah, because like that. that Discovery or that that um, Warner Brothers Discovery is now the, that they merged or whatever, and now they're the owner. Obviously, they're the parent company of TNT. Well, they always yeah. they always did a lot of these like media cross promotion stuff like i know like some of it like bled into like the AEW program but you would even like see like commercials on tnt like i know around christmas time because like tnt does like the big you know all day you know christmas story stuff yeah they had like stuff where they had like you know AEW wrestlers doing skits where they were like reenacting like the bunny and, stuff and the like bunny that. suit and stuff yeah yeah i think it was like mjf and the bunny suit or something like that it's <laughs> funny i didn't see that that's too bad well fuck man so that's the week i mean you yeah. can't fucking say we didn't cover it yeah we did. that was yeah that was a pretty solid episode we we uh we are going to be um the the g1 is this weekend and we're going to be doing a uh pickums the pickums contest that we've been talking about and that's going to be in our discord and you guys can um participate obviously the discord has not launched yet but uh by the time we put up the pickums it will be and that's our big launch event. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to yeah. do, and we're going to do a preview episode for the G one. Look forward to it. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, awesome. Well, does anybody have anything else? No, bro. Take me out with All a right. bong rip. Oh God. Okay. Munchies. May your week be full of mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. I'll see you, dudes.